ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Anime Lately podcast. I am not your host for this evening. I am just your announcer. I'm just your announcer, Sam the Manganan. But now with me are the Protakus. And now, let's see our faces. Introducing first, he is the CEO of Careful Spoilers Podcast Network, the host of Careful Spoilers shows, C4S Villains. Founder of the man who stands, Aaron Yeager. He is this, the critically acclaimed movie critic, JB exclusive, the invincibly talented James Barnes. Next up, our sister in the Anime Lately team, the boss of Spicy Lady Entertainment, the conversation of Spicy Lady Talks podcast, the iconic gamer of Spicy Lady Gaming, the fighter of diversity, the lover of comics. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the lovely spicy lady, Ashanti. Get ready to join the dark side because the next Brotaku, he is the host of the Osan A podcast, the Dead by Daylight Twitch streamer, the proclaimed Lapuru, the Dinge of Apocalypse, the son of Dark Side, a Kang variant. A co-host for Careful for Spoilers Villains, Prince Allah. And now our special guest. We have our socks and hat of salvation styling, the mankaka riding, the truck driving, blurred supporting, woo! Podcast co-hosting, wheeling and dealing, son of a gun, birthday boy, Scuba Steve. Ladies and gentlemen in the live chat, please welcome our host to tonight's show, Kyle Kenny. That's how you do that, bro. <laughs> it's been so long. I just I'm gonna say this right now. I'm gonna say this once, and I'm never gonna say this shit again. Hearing my intro is orgasmic. I'm not gonna lie, it's just it's just orgasmic. Clip it's it. Just... I was just gonna say someone clip that shit. Clip it, it's just thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sam. Did that happen Yo. on screen when you had the orgasm or? Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> we're asking too many questions at this point. So you're asking too many questions. Yo. I saw the hands go out and you did like I was like, is that that was that that was that was that the moment? <laughs> yeah, that was that. You guys that know that, that sponge that SpongeBob meme or that clip video where you just flip them over and the holy music comes coming in. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man. Yo, so what's up everybody? Welcome to another episode. We are here. It's uh the big one three six, and we have Scuba Stevens of the birthday boy, the birthday boy. So thank you for letting us have you on. Um, also, of course, before we even get into it, you know, prayers, love, blessings, all that good stuff to Vash. Hope that he's you know feeling a little bit better. I hope he can uh, pops into the stream so we could we could show some love on him. But just want to send our, our hearts out and love to to Vash. Nothing's like he's not dying or anything, guys, but like you know, that's our that's our family. We want to make sure that we send him all that good energy. So now, you know, we we I, I would ask how you're doing, but you alive and well. So let's let's go ahead and let's go ahead and start swinging at him if you don't mind. Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah. so so how did we get here? How, how did you get to your payback? What what is payback? What is what is the payback? <laughs> Tell us a little something about it. All right. So for me, payback the title is really it has like thirty 
to 40 different movies. If I went down the whole list, it would be more so just like within the story, it's a lot of revenge going on and a lot of like, I got to get mine back and things like that within the story. But then it's like subliminal to my life in general. It's like, okay, every time we have uh, Black people cosplaying some of these characters, someone has always got something to say about it. So I was like, okay, we got our own character. That's our, that's my payback. And then with uh, just like with people, you know, uh, we had a uh, Abe knows this conversation of uh, Steve is Steve and Abe do a lot of kikiing and talking about cartoons. Okay, this is our payback. You know what I'm saying? So like payback has like a lot of different meanings, um, and that's really why I named it payback. It's like a lot of different stories. You ask me this tomorrow, I'd have another reason why this story is named payback and another one and another one. Like this story really, the reason why I named it Payback was because of like all of these different things. Cause it's like, that's what it's gonna be. I'm coming back, you know what I'm saying? With my lick back and this is what it's gonna be. It's really, it's really got a lot of different meanings and like within the story as well. But apparently when I start talking about the story I give away too many spoilers. So. Hey, that's, <laughs> that's, that's fair game. That's fair game. You get a little insight into it. We know your motivations. And I think that's so relatable because I think everybody's got their reason for why they, you know, especially us as black people, uh, any, any POC, we all got our reasons for wanting to get ourselves back in the game, back on top or get to the top even. Mm -hmm. um, so again, thank you for, for that. So I'm going I'm to kick it to James for the first question. We're going to go through and, and get some questions and get a little more comfortable, get you, get you right. And uh, let's do this. Hey, I'm comfortable. I'm home. I, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I talk to you guys all the time. So this is like, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Like, I'm, I'm comfortable. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. I'm mm -hmm. getting to talk to you about this story because as an aspiring writer myself, like people mm -hmm. like you, LSF, like the entire Studio Maho crew, like you guys inspire me to want to create my own story. So right now I have like seven to eight concepts for my own different story. So mm -hmm. before writing Payback, like did you have any other stories, concepts be before that? And if you did, what made you choose Payback to write first, like to put the most work into right now? So I did have a story called Sink or Swim, which is a children's book. Um, it's about an English bulldog and he enters a swimming competition. A lot of bulldogs can't swim. That's like the thing. Bulldogs can't swim. They're too heavy. Things of that nature. So it's really like a dog that's at a dog park. He basically gets there and all the dogs are swimming at the pond. And then one of the dogs says, you can't get in. I'll be in and I'll also be in the competition type thing. A little engine that could type thing. I, I initially started writing and it was like a little, I was like, oh, I'm going to pitch this to Pixar or Netflix or something like that. And it'll get adapted. And then I was watching Dragon Ball Super and I was like, you got Boo, you got Gohan, you got all these characters and you still somehow focus on Goku and Vegeta. And I was like, I wanna make a story where not only do you have the MC, but you have a whole cast where they all get some shine and stuff like that. And then Payback just kind of like took over all my time. <laughs> so the, the sink or swim story kind of just got shelved and then I just, went super hard with payback and then as I showed people they were like yo this is really dope keep going and next thing you know I just kept writing and I'm 37 chapters in and, and going you know what I'm saying so like that's kind of how like payback just kind of like took over because it was just one of those things where it was like 
I want to, I think you have so much potential in Dragon Ball Z to have great characters, but you utilize only two of them, basically. So and I was like, if we could just get something where we have a whole bunch of variety with the different characters, where there's somebody for everybody to love, because there's people that don't like Goku. You know what I'm saying? So now you're just forced to like Vegeta, or you could like these other characters, but they don't give you anything. So I was like, okay, well, if I give you something like this, and if you don't like this MC, well, there's a character for everybody. So that's pretty much how that ended up starting and how it just ended up spiraling into the whole uh, payback taking over thing. Oh, yeah. Nice. nice. So so on that same note, Spicy, you was asking this a little earlier, but if you could run that question back, he was, he was kind of talking about some more of that yeah. inspiration. And it's funny because the more you talked about payback, the more it aligns perfectly up with Blood Syndicate because um, Blood Syndicate has to do with two rival gangs coming together to help their neighborhood. So the fact that like, I was getting those vibes by reading Payback and how you just expounded upon that is like really what Milestone's whole initiative is. So like, and the fact that you didn't read any, it's like even more crazy because that's just like the whole reason why, you know, writers like yourself and everyone else like do this because it's just like important to have this kind of friendship dynamic at that as well as with abilities and power things like that. So I think my question is like, what was like, I know you said Dragon Ball Z, but like, what was like kind of like the final setting inspiration for this um, friendship dynamic um, within Payback? Because it just gives very much like, like homies, which obviously, but like it, it gave me still blunt blood syndicate. So like, what was like kind of like that core inspiration for this? So um, the original, the team of Payback is six people. They're really like my best friends or whatever. Like each character represents, as you can see, my, I take my hair down, I'm kind of fading, it's obvious, right? And then like my other friends are the other five characters. Um, so the other five characters, the reason why it's like that is because I basically would say, what would this character, what would this person say in this situation? So you can definitely see the homie aspect and that you can tell that they're friends because they're just talking shit. Anytime somebody does something, it's not like, uh, just like, oh yeah, what's up? Let's go do this. It's like, oh, why the fuck did you do? Like, it's very comfortable. And that's how I wanted this story to play out to show like how comfortable they are with each other and how they are like really close friends, but they just talk shit, just like normal friend groups. Like some normal friend groups, you know, they get together and they're really cordial and everything like that. But that's how you know that like, oh, you guys been cool, but y'all been cool for like a year or so. Whereas with this conversation, with the conversations that they have inside of uh, payback, you can tell, okay, these guys have been friends for a while. They know what buttons to push to put, piss somebody off in a sense. So, you know what I'm saying? Just like, just fun moments and things like that. And um, with the characters bringing them together, it was more so of just like, okay, I'm going to tell the story of how I met all my friends pretty much. And I feel I'm really big on like bringing people together. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's something that I'm really big on. And I feel like, you know what I'm saying, with this story, it's like they're all brought together because of the character Fade. Like, yeah, they all know each other and they've all been cool, but they originally all met because of Fade and he brought them together and stuff like that. So it's like kind of that dynamic of it. Um, yeah, without going too deep into everything, it's pretty much that dynamic of Fade is like the, the you know, the center Steve, we, we've had the pleasure of working with each other, knowing each other for a couple of years and doing this interview of other content creators together. And now we get to do it on opposite sides, <laughs> so, you know? Right? <laughs> Everything comes full circle at some point. So for me, it, it just, 
there's a question here that um, Katie had come up with that I, I really, really do love and I want to get to. And I think this is a great setup. Um, uh, great set of questions to that, or more so, I'll let Kendall find a way to segue it in. But when you're working, you know, because we had a chance to read this first chapter, the first 14 pages, and I know you shared your script with us um, before, mm -hmm. but seeing the changes that you made mm -hmm. and just how the artwork, shout out to Sally for real the artwork itself or how it brings it all together and your ideas especially the paneling the paneling is great so yeah. when you're in your zone when it comes to the writing mm -hmm. what is it that you have on in the background to kind of set the ambiance do you have the do you have music do you got a tv show if so what what, what song is what album are you playing or what artists are you listening to if it's a tv show you got anime on because i know you watch it uh uh you know, called Gias and it's appreciated Lelouch. I know you oh, here that. We go. So, <laughs> so let me know if, if Lelouch is helping you set that up. Yeah, well, you're right. But when you're in the zone, where, where, what are you doing to, to really, so, really create it for you? So what really gets me in the zone, honestly and truthfully, is like um, there's a, a lo-fi clubhouse thing that's like a 24-7 lo-fi thing. And uh, shout out to Rob J. He was the one that shared it. And I just play that, and that's when I start writing. Um, but for the most part, my inspiration comes from, so I'll listen to you guys, uh, Worst Gen, uh, Blanime, Mike Chekwaku. All of you guys have done different episodes where you actually have, like, specialty episodes. I don't, I don't know if you guys all realize you've done it, but y'all have done it. And I, as a fan of you guys, I end up listening to episodes over and over and over. Uh, um, what's their name? Uh, shit, can't believe I just blanked out on them. But Knox and them, Project Manga, Knox, uh, they did an episode about world building. So I watched that episode over and over and over, and I was like, okay, this is what they like in world building. This is what they don't like. Yeah, I'm still doing my own story, but I'm like, okay, listening to other people and how they critique world building. Okay, I can see how this could work and how that could work. Go past it. Uh, Spice has done a villain episode. And then Spicy's also done an episode about um, mental uh, mental disorders and things like that inside of comics. I watched that episode. I mean, I listened to that episode a few times over and over and over. And I was like, okay, I like how this is graphed. This is graphed. Okay, this person, you know what I'm saying, has DID, stuff like that. So I listened to that. And then I'm like, okay. And I, I just used all of those different episodes of you guys talking about stuff like that. And I watched them over and over. And I was like, okay, I'm going to build this I would use that to build one character and then so forth and so forth. As I'm building another character, I'm like, let me go re-listen re to that episode. Re-listen to the episode and I'm like, okay, I can put this kind of like thing of personality trait with this character. And I did that and I just studied different podcasts because like, honestly and truthfully, you guys are the ones that's the audience. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there's other people that will be reading this story, but you guys have been studying, critiquing, and you guys know what you like. So it's like, okay, well, let me see what the, the mass like, not just what I like in the story. Yeah, this is my story, but I want to, I also want to be able to sell it. I don't want to just have a story that like, I'm the only one that likes it. So, so like, I'm like, okay, let me listen to the masses, see what they like. And then just because you guys like that, obviously I'm not going to just cater straight to y'all, but some of those bits and pieces helped me out with the story and things like that. And that was just something that like really got me into the zone. Also, I am a huge fan of Twist. 
and not knowing what's going to happen. Um, Westworld, the first season, is like one of the best seasons I've ever seen in the show. Um, How to Get Away with Murder, the way that it's like, they give you the end of it, but then you have to kind of connect the pieces as the season goes. That's something that I've I've added into it. And it's just like making different Easter eggs throughout the story. Just watching stuff like that makes me like immediately go, okay, I turn it off, I turn on the low, the lo-fi, and then I just pin the pin the uh, spiral. Yo, that's amazing. So you definitely touched on a lot of that. Um, shout out to, to Anime After Dark and worshiping um Black anime. Uh, because mm. you kind of talked about that whole dynamic. That was one of the key questions, kind of talking about the you know like building up the character versus building up the world. But you also talk about a lot of inspiration that you've drawn, obviously for specific characters, um, for for even working on designs. But let's 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 turn back a little bit now, and, and talk about this 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 audience. Who who is the target audience? Who's supposed to read this and feel? Who's supposed to read this and what are they supposed to feel when they read this? So, this audience is a seinen type audience. It will be dark. There will be gore. You will feel sad. A lot of emotion because I am definitely my my goal is to break your heart, and I'm going to break your heart too in a way that you're not gonna expect. You're gonna be like, oh, I really, really love this character. And a lot of people, it, you know, in your head, you're like, oh, I love this character so much. This character might die. No, it's not gonna be that. It's gonna be something twice as worse. And it's gonna make you eventually be like, yeah, I feel for this character now. So that is my goal to always keep you guessing. And then when you think you got it, I'm gonna break your heart. And that's my goal. I, 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 that's what I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to like have something where the story is very impactful. It gives you the violence and all the stuff that you love, but then at the same time, it gives you those crushing slice of life moments that you're just like, yo, this makes it a full complete story. So that's something that I'm really into. Like one thing that, I mean, I'm, I'm sure Abe and Kendall uh, are up, the SM is up to date on one piece. One thing that I think would be like if you want to break everybody's heart at the end of the story, right before like, you know what I'm saying? The last arc, Kill Chopper. Nobody will see it coming. He's the cutest character. Everybody loves him. Kill him. Break everybody's heart. Not, Have not, someone not, kill him and crush them. And not I not think too much on the One Piece, bro. Not too much on the One Piece. <laughs> Look, you, know, you know what hole you digging for us right now. Not too yeah. much on that. <laughs> I love One Piece, but I'm like, that would be crazy. Like it would, it would blow everybody's mind. It would be like, yo, what the fuck? They just killed child. I think that would be dope. Like, I really think that. And that's how I would like to do it. I don't, I'm not saying kill everybody like a comic got killed like crazy, but like make it, make it impactful to a point where you're like, damn, that really hit. And I think that that would be something that I would do for my story or whatever. So <laughs> oh man. So on that same note, so like we're talking about the audience and now you've, you've kind of transitioned into this piece where it's like, it's not just written work, but there's visual piece to it. Mm-hmm. So can you talk to us about like, you know, you, Abe mentioned you guys working together and you shared this with us. Um, and obviously you have other, other pairs looking at it and giving you feedback. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, meeting and finding your artists and, and what that process even was? How did we get to that? All right. All right, for y'all that can't see it yet, but uh, <laughs> that's that's amazing, and, and and Caribbean bloodlines as well. We we love that for the Fact. people in the community. <laughs> All right, so 
this is a big, big, crazy thing. So when I first started, I had an artist named Mark Kelly. Um, and Mark was my artist and we were working and he was like, like, yeah, man, I'm working on it. I'm on page 11. It was on like page 11 and it was like December like 10th or something like that. He was like, hey, I'm done with all my projects. So I'll be done with this before the year's over, bro. And I was super excited. I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And then December 13th or something like that, he was like, hey, I'm not working on your project. Here's all your money back. And just quit. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, is, is, did I do something? Like, what's going on? He was like, yeah, I just decided I don't want to be, uh, you know, I don't want to be an artist for that anymore. I just want to do, um, just like, just take, um, what do you call it? Commissions. And that's it. I don't want to actually do comedy. He's like, I'm sorry. I wasted your time, all this other stuff, but here's your money back. At least you're getting your money back. Like, it was like one of those, like, well, at least you're getting your money back. And I was like, bet. <laughs> so, and um, I had already reached out to Sally before, but she was busy. And she was like, I won't be able to work on your comic till like January. And when I reached out to her, it was like April. So I was like, all right, cool. I was like, what if I like did a chapter? Could you do like some mimic work and then continue from chapter two? And she was like, sure. And of course, December comes. I'm like, oh, we're really close. We can just jump, jump straight into chapter two and we can go from there. And the dude quit on me. And I was like, man, that's what I get for being impatient. I should have just waited, you know what I'm saying? And like added, you know, got my um, barcodes and everything done behind the scenes work and then let her start on chapter one. And so basically I ended up, you know, January came, I was like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Here's the chapter. And she was like, all right, cool. And she just started on it. And so I have like 11 pages of like, you know, what the artist had before then. And the artwork isn't as good as Sally's anyway, no offense to the guy, but it's just like Sally is really fire. You know what I'm saying? So it just is what it is. Um, you know, that process though was like, it was defeating because it was like, bro, we really close. I, and as y'all know, it's only 14 pages. So for him to be on page 11 and then just like quit on me, that was like, yo, what the fuck? So starting back over from scratch and then having to wait like another year for the artwork to come, it was like, man, it's crazy. But it was it worked out for the best because Sally is I fire as shit. Um, she's worked with um, Milestone a little bit. She's working with Boom Comics right now. So she's really, really dope, uh, dope, dope artist. You know what I'm saying? So I, like- I, I, sorry, I got, I got Milestone from that artist. Like, <laughs> yeah. she, she's done like uh, the Milestone initiative and tried to like, she's, she's done some things where she was trying to get in. They didn't accept her last time, but she's like, I'm still gonna work towards it. And she, she really is like a bomb ass artist. And it's who I should have had from the beginning, which was my, you know, that's what my initial uh, goal was to work with her. So for me to even like go to another artist anyway, I should have known better. So, you know what I'm saying? It worked out for the best. And as y'all can see, she's really dope. She touching on hair, like her fucking artwork on, on the hair and making sure she's showing these features, these black features and showing like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is what we need anyway in the community. So I'm I'm really excited to be working with her. I want to continue to work with her. Hopefully she's seeing this. Sally, you the best, you the goat. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, that's how I pretty much came across this artist. So I just saw her on Twitter and was like, yeah, you're fine. 
and I just get her up. <laughs> but that's that's dope. I appreciate that. Yet, yeah, um, she had a lot of great things to share and say. Um, and I, again, the the work the work does speak volumes, and I I can't wait to see to see more. And even to to Spicy's point, the fact that just reading it invokes that same type of of precedence, that same type of feeling looking at the artwork invokes that same type of thing that in and of itself speaks volumes um and there's definitely an art to like you know your panel placement and all of these different things that you you kind of have to work around and work with so on top of you know obviously preparing where you want to go with laying things out who you wanted and building your character i think James had another good question that I'm, I'm gonna toss it to him to ask next that kind of kind of speaks to like more of your development process. Yeah. So like what research did you do on manga in general to prepare for writing Payback? Um, so the manga that I'm like heavily, heavily invested in right now is Undead Unluck. That's like my favorite thing going on in Jump right now. Um, you guys actually talked about it on one episode. I was like, should I read Undead Unluck, Chainsaw Man, or Solo Leveling? And you guys were like, oh, read uh, Chainsaw Man, then Solo Leveling, then Undead Unluck. And I was like, got it. I'm going to start with Undead Unluck. <laughs> and I started with Undead Unluck, and I fell in love with it. And it's like the, fact, the, the way that they bring in those characters, like there's a lot of characters in there as well. And they have like a whole committee, things of that nature. That helped me a lot with the Zodiac characters and the Zodiac Council, which we don't touch on in Chapter 1. But they are like huge and prevalent in this story. And um, the way that they they kind of like are a committee and they're like running this little universe in a sense was like, I was like, okay, this is perfect. This is what I kind of had in mind anyway with the writing, but uh, reading in it, uh, reading it in Undead Unluck really, really opened it up and gave volume. So that was a manga that I really, really studied and I can't wait for it to get um, its live action. I mean, it's anime adaptation. And when that comes out, trust me, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to be the one that's campaigning for that like I was with iTaxi and everything else. Like, Undead Unluck is like the, the show uh, that I'm really looking forward to. Um, another thing, obviously, One Piece, The Hunter Hunters, just having a whole full cast of characters where there's so many different characters that you can like and love and things like that. Um, Naruto right now, I'm really into it right now. And I'm like, okay, I can see how I can do this. But with Naruto, I'm more focused on the villains in the Naruto series. And that really is like something that's really like helping me out with some of the villains and how I want, not necessarily how I want the villains, but like the things that they do with the edginess of like, okay, we're going to do this. And, you know, just being different. Um, those really helped me um, as far as like my writing style. Um, also, the Joker in general. Um, the character, the Joker, obviously, from Batman. The way he's so cynical and you just never know what the fuck he's going to do. That is my character, Suicide. Um, for you guys that have read it, Suicide is uncanny. He's unhinged. He's, he's really fucked up. Um, one, one of the things that I, uh, in the Batman audio series that I listened to, um, there's a scene where they're talking about the Joker and um, the Joker, basically, he has a, um, he, he ends up taking these kids and he comes to the house. The kids are there, the wife is there, and um, they're sick, basically. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're sick. He, he poisons them. 
<clears throat> and he says, do nothing. He says that in the note. The police officer comes home, he sees it and says, do nothing. And then he finds out what kind of sickness this is and they find out that there's a doctor you know, across the world. So the dude gets up, gets on a plane, flies to go get the antidote. The kids and the kids and family all end up dying. You know what I'm saying? And the whole time, all they had to do was just sit there and drink the, like the, he had put like the cure in their water filtration. He said, do nothing. And it was just like, it just showed how like fucked up the Joker is. And it's like, he, he told you not to do anything. Like just live the rest. He's like, just live your life. Like he pretty much says that in the note. And it just was like, instead he was like, oh, I gotta go, you know, do this. And it was just like the sickness and the craziness that the Joker has. And like, you never know what's gonna happen. I was like, I need to put a character like this in my story where they're super unhinged. You don't know what he's gonna do. Every time you read something that he's doing, it's gonna have you on the edge of your seat. You're like, yo, this dude is fucked up and I just don't know what he's gonna do. So I like that was a character that I really, really loved in comics and everything like that, where I'm just like, I need to have a character like that. Obviously, he's not going to be, you know, that maniacal as the Joker, but he will have moments where you're just like, I don't know if this character is going to kill somebody or if he's just going to kind of just like go off and do his own thing. So, yeah. <laughs> mm, we love we love a good villain. We, we do love a good villain. I, I believe one of our co-hosts has a, as a podcast, <laughs> uh, akin to that that specific name, yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm actually gonna throw in something here. Speaking about specific word choices, uh, I have a question in regards to the words "revenge" and "death" are obviously themes that are going to run heavy throughout this series. You know, payback. What do those words mean to you? revenge and debt how do they how do they blossom and and kind of showcase themselves throughout this series or how is that how do you want that to be represented what is like your interpretation of revenge and debt in regards to payback specifically so the way that it's said it's revenge and death and immediately you think those go hand in hand the reason why people are dying is because of people getting revenge and that is the way I want you to think. But as you know, I'm all about misdirection. A lot of these characters aren't going to die due to revenge or anything. They're going to have like real moments and things like that um, where death is like really prevalent. Um, I dealt with death um, within my personal life and stuff like that, putting it in the story, um, not necessarily directly of what's going on in my life, but just having some moments in there of like how this could be heavy things like that and how it could change people um, in general. It would it'll eventually change some of these characters to be like, oh, this isn't the loving, happy character that we saw in chapter one. By the time we get to chapter 20, 30, we're like, yo, he's cold-blooded. He's like changed, you know what I'm saying? He's darker now, things like that, just because of, you know, real situations. Um, so that is where it would be like with death. And then like payback, I mean, you've seen the first, panel you guys all seen the first panel that character is really the one that's getting his payback um <laughs> that character won't be revealed for a very long time so you guys kind of just like are you're playing a game of uh guess who with that because the character will be in the story majority of the time but when they finally reveal it you're going to be like oh okay and he will definitely be in there like 
the entire school. So with the exception of chapter one, he's not in chapter one, but he's there and he's going to be very prevalent. He's going to be there right there. He's super important. And then I'm going to always have him masked up when he does his thing. And then when you finally get a reveal and then you find out his true identity, things of that nature, you'll be like, that's why it's called payback because it's like, he's, he's been, you know, maniacally plotting his every move throughout the entire story. And that is the whole payback of the story. And that's, that's something that I'm interested. He got to see. Nice. Nice. So even, even though we, we know, or we may be able to assume where the direction is, you're still, you're still ready to prepare a series of twists, turns and excitement to get us to that point. And that's, that's what we're really here for. We as the audience are here for that, that journey. Um, so yeah, on that same note, Abe, you, you had some questions kind of um, pertaining to, to the topic. Uh, what, what do you want to say here, sir? Oh, well, for me, it, so throughout this episode so far, you've mentioned how you listen to podcast episodes over and over, you know, to kind of get you your general guidelines of what people like and dislike. You know, you do your research via comics and other forms, and you have certain characters that you're inspired by and that you're motivated by. So when all that is occurring, how do you balance yourself from falling into the trap of too, uh, taking on too much criticism and, and trying to do too much of what other people may like or copying a, kind of too close where it doesn't become original uh, you anymore it becomes what they say and their critiques of what because we have uh, basically fan service i guess fan service mm -hmm. how do you how do you balance yourself from falling into that into that trap as so, a for me the story is already written and when i say like i've been listening to different podcasts and things like that like uh i'll say the episode where they they're talking about making the great villain on uh verse gen they talk about Oh, like things that I love about villains is uh, one shots, like a character coming in with overwhelming strength and one shotting people. And then there was another one, uh, Rome said, oh, I like a villain that's just bad just to be bad. I heard that and I was like, no, that's not something I like. So I kind of just was like, okay, I, that's, that's kind of how I did it when I was like, okay, this is what I'm listening to. Okay, overwhelming strength, one shots. I do like that. Oh, a villain that's just bad to be bad. No, I don't like an evil just to be evil. Say he needs a motivation. He needs to have something that we can kind of like all grow with. You know what I'm saying? We can get behind like, oh, okay. Like with Thanos, after a while, you started to be like, okay, Thanos might've been fucking right. Like, have, you know, we get some resources. He was. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And it's like, you can get behind that. Whereas you have characters like Dio and JoJo's where he's just evil just to be evil. You can't relate to that. You know what I'm saying? You sure? So I don't... You sure? You sure Dio's not right too? No, he's not. Sure? He's a maniac. I, I, he's I just, checking, just checking. Just checking. Just checking. Just checking. He's petty and jealous. There's nothing to do anything. And then when you get, oh, this film got power. Okay, now I want to start doing something meaningful, villainy. But in the beginning, it was pettiness. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. Like, and so that's what I meant by like when I was studying you guys' conversations because I was finding different things that you said that I did agree with and different things where I was like, okay, I get it that some people do like evil just for evil's sake, but I personally don't. So I'm going to go to the next one. And, you know, and then I found different ways to involve those into them. And then with, you know what I'm saying, making my own, you know, style to it where I'm not like basically copying the Joker. Like, you know what I'm saying? The character suicide 
he's very unhinged, but he's not the Joker per se. You know what I'm saying? So there's still things of that nature in which he's a dark character and stuff like that, where you just, the thing that I really took from the Joker was being on the edge of your seat every time you read something or saw the Joker. That's what I wanted that character to be like. Um, so that's kind of how I make sure that I'm not like, you know, straight up copying something because that's not what my intentions are. But it's like to have the inspiration and those how they're inspiring me and my characters in general. Um, another thing with all these characters, um, one, one thing for my six main characters, I've seen those powers in anime, but they're like super small characters that don't, you know what I'm saying? Where I'm like, I could do something big with that. Like uh, Fade, his character, you know what I'm saying? When he holds his breath, he's basically invisible. He's like Melioron from Hunter Hunter. So I was like, okay, he's a small part of the story, but what if he was the main character? What could you come out and do with it? And I was just like, okay, and I found like different characters in there. And then I created my own powers with control and phase and things of that nature where I was like, okay, this is how it can work out. And these guys are all um, mercenaries. They do contract killings, they do heists, they do all sorts of things like that. So immediately I was like, okay, how can I divide them up into teams of two and three and make a cool ass heist using these powers. You know what I'm saying? So I've, I've been, the wheels were turning as soon as like all of that stuff started happening. As soon as I've had the powers, I was like, okay, let's turn the wheels, let's get it going. And then even with the Zodiacs coming up with 13, well, with 12 different powers for the Zodiacs and then coming up with four different more for the other, the, the four Kings, like coming up with powers for them and all this other stuff, it was just like, I gotta figure out how I can use these dudes in not in just one-on-one -on -one situations, but using them when they have to do their team aspect. So I started just mapping it out that way. And that's really how I made sure to not have a way where I'm like kind of copying someone because I don't think anybody has done different ways of these team up battles the way I'm going to do. Uh, yeah, lit. So kind of going off of all of that, I think it's a perfect segue. And, um, what have you been doing to continue sharpening your writing skills outside of just studying manga, anime, um, and comics? Um, so like I said before, I am working. If you guys can see my Google Drive, I have nine different stories. I have three of them in the writing right now. And then I have different stories that are just like, kind of like I'm picking up and trying to figure out how I'm going to write those coming up with the concepts and everything, but I have nine different stories in my Google Drive right now. I am also writing and sharpening my skills up with, you know, spoilers <laughs> on the website and writing different articles for them. Um, I'm also working on a little secret project with LSF, a little zombie thing going on. And like, I'm sharpening my skills with that. Um, and then I'm just, the things that I'm really doing is like studying movies and like seeing how I can add that into it. So like, I watch a lot of mafia movies because a lot of mafia movies, they, they usually center around a character that's not as villainous as the people around them starting out. And then they somehow get to that level. And just watching that character development throughout a movie, that is like something that I'm like, okay, that's how I can work on my character development skills. Um, I've made all these characters nerfed in the beginning or nerfed to what I think that they could be. And I'm like, okay, how am I going to, you know, develop these characters into their full potential 
you know what I'm saying, with a quote-unquote, I'm not doing a training arc, but I might, you know, just ha- let them have upgrades and stuff like that. Just watching mafia movies, I feel like have a lot of character development with characters. And I feel like that is like what my go-to whenever I feel like, you know, I'm just like in a point where I'm in a funk and I feel like I can't write, you know what I'm saying? Or I, I don't know what I'm going to do with a character. I watch a mafia movie over and over and over. Um, I've been watching a lot of, uh, I watched this show, the um, the, the Korean K-dramas on Netflix and things like that. They have a lot of character development, watching those characters grow and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, I love how this character does this. And even like in some of the scenes where like they do something in the scene and I'll watch it and I'm like, oh, what I thought would have been cool is if they did this, 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 and that. And I was like, oh, you know, light bulb, kind of make a scene in that situation the way that I wanted it to happen. And I make it in there and that those scenes end up being crazy and unhinged on paper. And I'm like, yeah, if that would have happened in the K drama, it wouldn't have, it probably would have been a little crazy, but with this, it's, it's a scene in any way it works. And I'm just like, okay, so th- those actually just watching different forms of, you know, entertainment and stuff like that really, really get the wheels turning. And like I said, as soon as I finish watching something and I get an idea in my head, I go straight to my spiral. I start writing. I make a little web or whatever of how I'm going to like map it out and stuff like that. And then I stop, you know what I'm saying? Because I come to the computer and I got to make sure that what I'm writing ties into my Easter egg. Cause that's like, that's why I only have five chapters in my drive for Kenny and A. You know what I'm saying? Like, otherwise I'd have all 37 in there, but then I'd just be coming back and then editing every few minutes. You guys would be like, this is a whole different story. From, <laughs> so I have to make sure that I'm doing it the correct way and making sure that it all makes sense when it all comes down to it. I love that because that's understanding story structuring, the fact that you can watch other properties, take that from that, enhance it, that matches to you, but then also reminding yourself of what you've already laid out already. I think that's a very um, cognizant thing to do because when you're very excited, you kind of like get really into it. So I love how you're kind of able to like, you know, remind yourself of those things. And that, that takes being a really good writer and attention, paying attention to detail. So I do commend you on that because I'm I'm also the same way. So just hearing you break it down, I'm like, yes, people get it. <laughs> I, I, I definitely, my whole point for Payback and Wake the Dead, these two series in particular, I love watching um, new rock stars and stuff like that, how they find Easter eggs and they're like, this means that, or this could possibly mean that. They're doing their predictions and stuff. When, when I blow up or whatever, when these stories blow up, I would love to see people's Easter eggs and breakdown videos of what they think are going to happen and stuff like that. And I, I, that's something that I'm really looking forward to. That's why I'm writing the story the way I'm writing it, because I can't wait for those breakdown videos and stuff. Well, you're already subscribed to Careful for Spoilers, so you will find a video on that channel. <laughs> for sure. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the point. I'm hoping that I can have thousands of people just like don't this is gonna happen or this is gonna happen i that's what i'm looking forward to and i can't wait for that and that's funny because like they do that with jordan peele stuff he'd be like i don't know maybe they'd be like is this right he'd be like oh he like he don't yeah. he, he never like yeah. he never confirms any of them he's just like oh that's a cool direction and we're just like sir say something. yeah it's different <laughs> with him too because his movies is like okay the movie's done you can confirm stuff now whereas he just is like no I don't the know. ambiguity is more exciting dude Inception's the biggest example of this. We don't know if Cobb is dreaming or awake. 
I think he's still dreaming, but that's a whole thing, and Nolan will never tell you because the ambiguity keeps the the story fresh. It keeps it interesting. Mm-hmm. So you, you know, wanting to put those elements into your story, like I can't wait. You know. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, and it's like, I, I and I know that this one, Payback, is going to be a longer running series where Wake the Dead will be a twenty twenty five max. Twenty five is the definite max, but twenty would be the shorter. So it'll be the shorter end. If it ended up being like a series on an anime series, it would be like a 12 to 13 episode thing where I feel like payback to me. I feel like I've never heard anyone say Full Metal Alchemist is too short, but I've never heard somebody say it's too long. I feel like Full Metal Alchemist is like the perfect, you know, what I'm saying st- length story. And that's where I'm going with payback. I don't want it to be where you're wanting more and you're like, man, that ended way too early, but I don't want it to be. Like, oh man, One Piece, Naruto, I'm not reading that. That's just too long. So I don't want it to be that area. I want it to be that perfect story. And as much as I'd be like, oh yeah, I feel like Hunter x Hunter is better than Full Metal Alchemist. Full Metal Alchemist is the perfect length story. Like, I know, I've i never heard anyone go, it's too short or too long. Because it, it feeds you enough story and enough character relationships to where the conclusion is like, okay, yes, you know? And that's like what you're doing with, with, payback and i think like naruto's dragon Ball Z, that's all about money so it's like that's like different but with this it's like it's extremely story driven it has like these abilities that have a chance to grow and develop into something meaningful which takes characters to overcome their own emotions so i love how you have that tie to that starting yeah. off you know like because not a lot of series honestly have oh i know what to do already you know but like you you do like small things like with the smoking i'm not trying to give up like just little small things that kind of like that are life things life choices so i i do i do like how you add those little details in which connects to a deeper level than what you're about to build up to so i do love that thank you you peeped the smoke i see (laughs) i want you to talk your shit so here's a question for you Five years from now, where do you, as a content creator, as a writer, because you also wear many hats, mm-hmm. where do you see yourself with all your projects and whatnot? Like, use this moment to really talk your shit. I don't, I don't care. Shoot for the fucking stars, my nigga. When it comes to like, yo, I'm, I'm already sitting up in the uh, twenty, you know, twenty million copies. So whatever you want to say, talk your shit. So where do you see yourself five years? So as you, um, especially Abe, Abe knows there's a method to everything that I do. Um, There's just a plan in place. Um, My MC, yeah, he looks like me, but he's also um, the character that inspired that, the person that inspired that character is the DJ. That's my favorite actor right now. He's like my favorite person because like when he goes live, I'm like, yo, he's super positive, all this other shit. So that is who inspired this story. The V-Digs also does a lot of book signing. So guess where I'm going to be? Uh, I'm going to be at a book signing with Payback. And I'm like, hey, this is you. You know what I'm saying? And hey, you know what I'm saying? Maybe he sees it and goes, hey, I love this. He retweets it, shares it, or he even just, you know, you know, my dream just, oh, man, I love this so much. I'm going to pick it up. You know what I'm saying? As a, like an animation series or something like that. So there's a method to everything that I'm doing, not saying like that was like, the full plan of like, oh, I'm just doing this just because of that. But the V Diggs is like one of my favorite actors in Hollywood. Um, so I feel five years from now, if you know what I'm saying, I can get, you know, the production to pick up a little bit with the story, 
I'm hoping to be 10, 15 chapters in. It has a huge, huge buzz and everything like that because if you guys know me, I'm already, I've already gone to a bunch of comic book stores and saying, hey, can I leave my comic in your store? I have my ISBN numbers. I have my um, barcodes and everything like that. What do I, what does it take to get into your, you know, on your shelves? I've gone, I've already hit up Target and Walmart to try to get, you know, the catalog in there. I, I've already done these things. So I'm working harder than you right now. That's to whoever, you know, you know, writing and stuff like that. I'm already working harder than you. And I'm, I plan on continuing to work harder than you because right now you're working and I'm doing a damn interview. You see what I'm saying? So the, like, I, there's no time to sleep. There's no time to rest. I need to continue to work because everybody is doing the comic or trying to get into this comic thing now. And the only thing I can do is outwork you so my product can be better or be more you know, seen and everything like that. So in five years, my plan is to have like a really popular indie comic series that to a point where eyes are on it and they're really, really, you know, reaching out to me, trying to get a hold of me to get me on to you know, boom comics or milestone or anything else. You know what I'm saying? That's my goal. My goal is to have a really, really successful comic, not only a successful comic, to end up being an animation series. And then, you know what I'm saying? I, I just partnered up with Concept Moon. I'm under Concept Moon now. You know what I'm saying? And these guys added me to like, to have like some actual say-so and stuff like that. So shout out to them. I did not expect that, but like we're taking off. And that's the plan to just keep growing. And I'm, I'm going to continue to outwork whoever. It just is what it is. I'm going to outwork you. And that's the plan. Hopefully that's motivation for you and you don't see it as competition. But I'm going to, I'm going to, out, I'm going to outwork you. That's my plan. Hell yeah, Yo. bro. I just want to go right right now. <laughs> like... Yeah. yeah facts. So... I'm about to start writing a story right now just because of that. I don't appreciate that. <laughs> attack. No, but I, I love that. I love how you said like you've already gone to like comic book stores. I, whenever I go to comic book stores, I love looking for indie comics. Like I've gone to a few comic book stores that have like some of them even some of them even table in there, you know, to show their stuff. So mm-hmm. I I commend you for doing for doing that. I have a few. I have one that's like all like ink. Like I was like, you're indie comic. I'm gonna get it. It's just pure ink, like just fresh off of being written. So I do love how like, you're going to like where. The mom and pop stories at, which is where most of the people at who are that target demographic. So, I, yes, that's definitely the right move. <laughs> yeah, I, that, like I said, that's the plan. I mean, I'm trying Walmart and Target; those are bigger things, and I'm just like, if it works, it works. Hey, that's dope. I could be on a Walmart shelf or a Target shelf, cool. But like for the most part, like I'm going, to, I've driven to like at least nine to ten different comic book stores already, and that's in my immediate area. And that's where you start because that's the indie scene is big. People love indie stuff. So like you starting in your hometown, starting in those mom pop stores, well, because that's how teenage that's how teenage unique children got so popular because they went to their local store, they 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 pressed and like people found out about it because of word of mouth, mm-hmm. and that's how they got so big. So like this is like the same exact rule like happens a lot. So like I love you know Walmart. That's down you know they you know, part two, but like really it's those like mom and pop comic book shops because like those owners like can drive and can push like even further. Be like, hey, I got this new indie comic, want to check it out, like to push more sales, you know, but 100% of what you're doing is like where you need to be at. So, yeah. yeah. Um, The toys that made us is what 
I've watched that really right. Was, yes, that, yeah. That, that's their story in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers one was just like yes, like those were super inspirational. Um, and yeah, like the same thing that you're saying, the mom and pop shows, uh, stories is what driven me. I've even gotten to a point where I was like, even if I can't get it on the shelf, um, I can bring in paper copies of the of the series, and I can just leave it right here on the counter. Is that okay? And they were like, yeah, sure. I was like, I'll bring you 20 to 30 because like, you know, give them away for free. The, the whole plan is to get people to read my story. The rest will come because the story is that good. So the rest will come. So if, even if I can't get it on the shelf, let me, can I please sit it on the counter, put about 20 issues here and then go to another store and do it again because paper copies, they cost like 12 cents. You know what I'm saying? A copy, if I just do like the little small paper copy, 12 cents, you know what I'm saying? For my dream, that's a small investment. And you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, if I have to do that, that's what I'm going to do. Like, I'm going to try for the shelves first. And if that doesn't work, then I'm going to have these on standby. Boom, have them in there with my code, my QR code, whatever. So you can get to the the website, buy a physical copy where you get a nice size copy and everything like that. But like the same thing that Spice is saying, like I've watched Toys That Made Us that especially the Ninja Turtle and Mighty Force, the Power Rangers one. I watched that one like four or five times within itself <laughs> because it was really crazy just watching how they like, they failed up, if that makes sense. They like, they got told no so many times. They failed, they failed, and they just didn't get the courage. They just kept going. And I was all like, that's really inspirational. Yeah, you definitely got to believe in your work. That's something that uh, I take a lot of inspiration from, even looking at like even Jordan Peele, like we were talking about earlier, because you really got to believe in your work that hard because mm. you just you just don't know. And sometimes even think about just like things that we consume. Sometimes we read something and it doesn't hit when we read it, but then we pick it up and we watch it like years later. And it's like, oh man, this like really resonates with me now. So sometimes it's just a timing thing and a matter of consistency. So I'm, I'm going to throw in something uh, from Bash. He had a question in the chat earlier. And it was actually a pretty fun buzz question from the other night as well, um, where I made the comment about like you throwing throwing yourself in there with like the Stan Lee type of cameos. Uh, to that same extent, but I was kind of asking like, you know, you have any plans of like doing anything as like a memento to uh, yourself, the kids, 14, 28. I mean, that'd be pretty cool if, you know, occasionally 14, 28 was like tattooed on the walls or different random corners of the scene and different stuff like that, you know, or, or you know, random things like, if, you know, if, if 14 and 28 are special numbers for page numbers or chapters and stuff. Are there any type of concepts that you have in regards to that? Because you talk about you already being ahead of the game and planning and being deep into this. And then we got another question from Sam. I'm going to ask you right after that. Okay. Um, so 1428, um, as you guys know, uh, Skylar's birthday is August 28th. Um, my other daughter's birthday is March 14th. So 1428 has just been like my, you know, that's been my little passwords for, I like passwords, but that's been my number. Damn, gotta change my password. No, uh, <laughs> it's funny because my, you know, a lot of dads do that. I saw him. Yeah. That's how so like that was the thing. <laughs> that was the thing, and this was before like my son was born. So I don't know how I would include his number in there, but like fourteen twenty eight was just like really really important things like that, and um, so that was why fourteen twenty eight, and then just so happens this first chapter is fourteen pages. You know what I'm saying? So there's like, okay, that's a little egg if you want to do, but Wake the Dead series is based on two female sisters that are necromancers with this little brother. 
That is literally Skylar, Nesta, and my son. That is what that story is really is, but it's like in adult lives and stuff like that. So a lot of different things. So there, those are those eggs that you would get where they're inspired by different aspects of my life. And then like, like I said, the six characters in this story are my friends, things like that. Then the other side characters or, you know, th things of that nature are you guys that are in the anime, any Twitter community. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, I see I have you as, what did I have you as? I think it's you. Oh, shit. You did. It was, I, I You're Libra. Yeah, she's Libra. <laughs> So spicy is Libra, the Zodiac. And then um, as far as like James, oh, J JB, basically the whole anime uh, uh, crew is in Wake the Dead. Uh, Abe is like a fucking banshee. JB, uh, JB, Ray, Bash, and Sam are like the four priests. You know what I'm saying? Like- I got a like, twin. I got a twin too. Yeah, that's Alpha. This is before you, Kenny, but I got you. You're coming. <laughs> you got, but I like I have all Steve these. it's okay I told you what I want to do you ain't got to put me in any of them physically you know what I want <laughs> yeah yeah but like I have all the characters like and once again I, I have to always reiterate this because somebody always messages me Cam mainly and she'll be like I wouldn't act like that I'm like the character is your design not your personality <laughs> and I have to tell her that all the time she's like my character she's like I would never do nothing stupid like that and I'm like well too bad you're not the character. It's just based off of the design or whatever. No, so my like, character does that bullshit. He 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 do that. He, he <laughs> uh, that's like my toxic side. I, I'll admit it. I'll admit it. <laughs> yeah. So I have like all of you guys are like really inspiration for these character designs, things of that nature. Um, obviously the personality traits are only invested into the main six. So you guys' personality traits technically aren't in the other characters, but you'll get to see a visual representation of yourself um and yeah so forth and so forth and I just really <laughs> I really thought that it would be dope to do it that way because like you know what I'm saying I went through things and where like the podcast community was how I was relieving stress when I would you know what I'm saying I would be riding around and I'm sad and stuff like that I'm like okay let me listen to spicy podcast let me see what's going on with anime lately and stuff like that and it just really helped me get through the day and stuff like that and I was like who else would I put as these characters when Sally says, what do these characters look like? What do you want them to look like? And I was like, oh, that's easy. And I just started picking random people from the freaking anti-Twitter and made you into a fucking character. Hopefully you guys, you know, when I blow up, don't cease and desist me because you're saying, oh, this character is me. You know what I'm saying? I, I need to get paid. You know what I'm saying? Because I will just change your freaking design. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, man. So that that's really what it is like. Uh, Really, everybody just within the community just inspired me to make these characters. That's that's so crazy. Like, I don't like you know. I think it's a very common thing that people you know obviously draw inspiration from real world experiences, real world designs, and all of that different things. And obviously, you've done that. You've gone out and done research and studies for 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 locations. You've you've done you know obviously taking notes and kind of paying attention to the way that different you know peers and friends are interacting. So. That's just like, that's beautiful because it's not just a story for the people, it's a story of the people, mm -hmm. but not exactly with a <laughs> twist and a turn and through that whole thing, you're still telling your own unique journey and story in and of itself, uh, be that, you know, one for one of your life, but still your child, your, your, your written child 
you know, and that's I think that's a beautiful thing. Sam had this question. He said, you said that you always need to be competing. And for what you said, you are mm-hmm. shooting at everyone mm-hmm. just so they can write a story. But do you have anyone in mind who you consider who is your greatest opponent when it comes to story writing? And do you feel like you need to make everything a competition to motivate you to work hard or harder? So I'm a big Kobe fan. Um, Kobe Bryant is really like, I'll find a way to make, you know what I'm saying, this a competition to make me go harder and grind harder. Like regardless of what's going on, you know what I'm saying? If I'm not inspired to grind harder, then I'm not doing, you know, I'm not doing it right, you know? So, but um, (laughs) I talk to Pat and um, Brandon from Concept Moon a lot. Uh, I call them Netero and Raven. And I talked to them a lot. And then there was times where, like, I would watch, you know what I'm saying? And, and LSF, too. Um, there was times where I'd be like, dang, they just dropped another chapter. And I'm still on page five. You know what I'm saying? Of my first chapter. And I was like, I fucking hate this. You know what I'm saying? I got to a point where I was like, I'm about to just, you know, go to the Brazilian team or something like that and go just throw money at them and just be like, work, work, work. You know what I'm saying? And I got to a point where I was like, at the end of the day, I am happy for them. And this isn't my race. You know, this isn't a race. This is, you know what I'm saying? This is my journey and everything like that. And it's not a race where it's like every time they put something out, I'm like, I should have had something out. And I had to get away from that. Like, yeah, it is a competitive drive that I have where I do want to be the best and want to continue to work hard. But at the same time, I do have to understand that that's their journey. And that's the journey that they are on. And um, it got to a point where I was like, really, really was like kicking myself. I was like, dog, LSF just dropped chapter fucking seven, chapter eight. I was like, and I still haven't dropped a chapter yet. So I, I definitely got to a point where I was like really getting frustrated, even though I was happy for him. I was still frustrated that I wasn't here and here and here. And I was like, no, nah, this isn't a race. This is my journey. And it's going to go the way it's, gonna, it's supposed to go. Now that the ball is rolling, I'm like, all right, so how am I going to get chapter two out? Because I know Sally is working on different things for Boone and all this other shit. So I'm like, all right, Sally, when are we starting and stuff like that? So I'm already on our door. But at the same time, I'm just soaking this in and taking this, you know, this reward. And, you know what I'm saying? Because I I literally have a a chapter out, which is something that a lot of people don't. Um, So I am excited about that. I was just going to say, dude, like, I know exactly how you feel because it's like, I'm still working on getting my first chapter ready. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And just like, I still have to find an artist to to draw it too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm in the beginning stages. And like you said, it's like, it's not a race. That's their journey. You have to just take your time and just make the story the best that you can make it. Mm-hmm. And your time will be your time. But yes, it, it is that competitive nature to where it's like, fuck, I don't even have like a chapter ready. Like I'm still like, the concept's finished, but what do I do? I need to get to that next step, like right now. Yeah, and it's like that that need for it to be like now. It's like, it really eats at you. And then at the same time, like you guys know how I am. I'm super supportive. I'm always retweeting and stuff like that. But I'm retweeting, with, like crying. As I'm retweeting, I'm like, man, congratulations. Like how Tyrese, congratulations. congratulations. <laughs> That's how I felt because it was just like, dang, man, like, oh. I'm really happy that they are getting their stuff out. But at the same time, I'm like, damn, another chapter. And I'm on page 
five. I'm on page six. Or when the when the thing happened with the first artist and he like kind of just quit on me, I was like, I'm done. I'm not gonna even do it. You know what I'm saying? And I almost quit and I was defeated. But then I was like, nah, I gotta keep going. You know what I'm saying? And it, it did. And, and I think I think that's it, right? It's like it's the push. It's not the darn I'm behind. It's the wait, don't stop. It's the mm-hmm. I gotta keep going. If they're if they're still pushing, I could push a little harder too. Because it centers you, right? Like I yeah. know for me personally, when when I'm also competitive too, and when I feel myself getting kind of like outside of my own where I'm my own lane, where I'm at, I'm like, okay, like I can center myself, want to push further, but it, it kind of hyper focuses me into like what it is I need to focus on so that I can develop myself and where I need to develop at. So I think that's what competitiveness really is. It's pushing each other and they're in each other's own lanes, really. Like, you know, it's like, hey, you're over there. I'm over here. I'm supporting you. But we still going to be running together side by side, kind of like speeches. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really mm-hmm. ever do that. But like, you know, like, it's just like we're all we all bring something different to the table, but we can all push each other in like just different moments in, of each other. That makes sense. But yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, that's just that was really what it is. And I. I say it all the time. Me and me and LSF kind of talked about it a, a few times at DreamCon. You know what I'm saying? I was like, bro, like he was like, like, man, you you really my boy. I was like, yeah, you also kind of my rival. You know, so I was like fucking with him. And he was all like, oh no, no rival, bro, no rival. And he was saying stuff like that. But I was like, no, I need that though. I need that to like push me to go harder and stuff like that. So don't quit. Just keep going. Because when I see you working, it's gonna make me continue to work. Cause I'm like, okay, so. You know what I'm saying? You're on chapter seven. How long is it going to take me to get to that in chapter ten? You know what I'm saying? Right. But even 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 across disciplines, because I'm 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 not gonna hold y'all. Like, uh, I saw even to see you guys working on your writing, even to see people working on their podcasts and their respective things, it pushes me because like I I like I saw your characters when you did like the initial reveal, and I was like, yep, I feel motivated right now to go record some audio. <laughs> like, you know, like I have, I actually have like, I just finished um getting some help with my friend to kind of put a demo together. And I had that same feeling because, really, you know, shout out to Young Deuces. I saw him say he talked about he died in some, some opportunities. And I was like, ah, oh, man, I, I need to get my stuff together. Knowing that I'm in the process of working on it, but I'm still like kind of kicking myself. because like, oh, you could do this, you could do this. But like everything has to have its own time. Mm-hmm. Like even, even one of the things, I'm trying to like apply for I have a line in there that I didn't expect to be something I would end up using in my demo reel but I got inspired from reading someone's chapter earlier in the day and I just like invoke that in the moment because I was just feeling really good about it mm-hmm. and it that's like that's just a random script that I ended up throwing into the demo reel because it sounds really good it's like a really a really little fun take there so I feel like even across disciplines, you still have that rivalry and that competition. And so it's important to be like, I, I, I do want to see my peers and the people in my circle doing well, because that also is a tenant of me doing well. And I think as we continue to have that community mindset and we continue to love on each other, that ends up being such a big deal. So on that note, you want to you, you wanna give us a little more scoops on some, you know, some shade of red things. I don't know if you want to give us some more scoops on some careful for spoiler things that you might be working on and the side that JB and tell us about yet. You know, what's what's going on with Concept Moon? Give, give us a little bit more about these other efforts don't that are collaborative. Don't you dare say about Shade of Red. Mm-mm. Stop that. Mm-mm. Don't do that. Mm-mm. Not, not, you, gotta, you can't let me bait Abe. No, no, no. no, no you sound like me. 
That's them. That's company secrets. I'm not. I'm not letting you tell company secrets. From the the scuba verse is what we call it on Kaiser. So I can only give you information on that. So if you guys have any questions on that, I definitely can give you tidbits and synopsis on different it's, things. It's, it's fine. I've already shut it down. It's okay. Yeah. If, I, if I wasn't hosting, I would be stopping you right now. But because I'm hosting, I got to be a little more hey, edgy about the, it. The <laughs> school, hey, if you want to talk about the Scoopiverse or any of those nine things that I'm working on, sure. Hey, I got you. But I'm not going to. We definitely uh, no, nah, we, we can we talk about the scuba verse. We definitely gonna get into the scuba verse now. But, <laughs> yeah, but before that, nine. yeah, before that, let's 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 before we get to the nine, tell us a little bit about where where you got. I'm, I'm pulling your question. If you started this journey solo, I'm pulling your question. You started this journey solo, as most creators. Mm-hmm. So what brought forward this partnership with Concept Moon? And tell us a little bit about how that journey even has been for you to where where things started to where you are now and what's the next step with Concept Moon specifically? Um, so as Abe has said, I am somebody that has many hats. I'm working on Inside the Mind of the Blurred. I'm also doing writings for uh, articles for Celtic Spoilers. I'm doing villains on Celtic Spoilers. Um, I'm also, you know, writing my own stories, writing stories for helping write for other people. Um, I, I do freaking writing sessions with different groups and things like that. Um, Abe has been on hiatus, so I've been editing Hit Mob too. Like there's a lot of different <laughs> crazy things that I'm working on to a point where it was like, I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get an LLC. I, I talked to them, I talked to everybody. I was like, I'm gonna get an LLC and I'm gonna call it like Blurred Mind Comics and all this other stuff. I was working myself to death, like to a point where it was like, I'm trying to do everything by myself. And then I brought Abe in to edit. And I brought Alpha in to do video editing and all this other stuff just to lighten the load. Um, Abe running the Twitter account. Now Rob J's running Twitter. Like I have all this different things going on where it was like I was literally killing myself just trying to do so many different things at once to a point where I was like, yeah, starting a comic book company from the ground up. Or, you know what I'm saying? I was like, I'm just not going to be able to do it. It's just to a point where I, it was impossible. And I knew where my limits were and I was defeated. And like I said, I uh, I listened to a lot of different, you know, podcasts. And I remember like talking to Brandon and I was like, yeah, man, I remember um, you were on Blanime and they were like, are you t- looking for any other writers and this, this and that? And they were like, no, all our suits are cool. And I said that to him and he was like, actually, I, he said that podcast was recorded almost a year and a half ago. I could use more writers. And I was like, Swear to God. And he was like, yeah, I was like, please, I don't want to start a friend of ground. I was like, can I just be a writer on Concept Moon? Brandon was like, hell yeah, let me talk to Keith. And you know what I'm saying? I talk to Keith pretty regularly. And so me, Brandon, and Keith started brainstorming. We started mapping out what the direction for Concept Moon was. They told me what they had for their goals and their dreams. And they were asking me, what do I want to do with you know my content? And I was like, yeah, man, I, I just enjoy writing it. There's no way I'm going to be able to start a comic book coming from the ground up. So, like, I was like, I would love to be a part of the team. And they were like, say less. And they they added me on. They put me in the, the Project Moonlight uh, magazine that is coming. Uh, the Kickstarter for that starts September 5th. And they were just like, let's go. Let's keep going. And I was like, bet. And it, it took, 
it took a whole lot off my plate because immediately when I finished uh, Project Payback, I was like, okay, now how do I set up the Kickstarter? Because I need to like get on you. And you guys know I'm computer illiterate. Um, so I'm like, how do I set up a Kickstarter? How do I make a video for advertising for this and this and that? And Brandon and Keith was like, bro, we got you. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. You know what I'm saying? So they were like, we got you. They were like, we're going to set up the Kickstarter. We're going to set up the video and all this other stuff. All we ask is promote it. And I was like, I can do that. And it was just, it's like a huge weight off my shoulders knowing that I don't have to carry that load when I still have all these other projects and things that I'm working on at the same time. So that's pretty much how I ended up a part of Concept Moon. And I'm so glad to be a part of that <laughs> because she, I had no idea. I was on YouTube like, okay, how do I start a Kickstarter? And they were like, yeah, you needed to be promoting this like two months ago. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> but they were like, no, we got you. We know how to do a successful Kickstarter campaign. They said, we've been promoting the Kickstarter for a while. We just add you in there. And I was like, thank you. So it, it really, really was a help, you know, just being a part of Concept Moon. That shit was like a blessing. And I'm glad that I'm a part of it. Like I literally, I sat here and I put my phone down for a second and I was like, again, it's about, it's about that community. It's literally about that community. It's about how present you are. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it was one of them things where it was like, I'm working on so many different things at once. And it was like, there's no way I'm going to be able, especially just because of the fact that I don't know what I'm doing with computers and stuff like that. So I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be able to like, not saying that I can't. But, you know, if I put my mind to it, I can do it. But I was, like, starting from the bottom with an LLC and calling it Blurry Mind College, doing all that, and then having to get it from the ground up, I was just, there was no way. I was, like, I have to, like, reach out and see what happens. And it ended up being, like, huge. Were there any of the struggles that you had to deal with kind of passing through the year in regards to, like, this journey here? Or or was that, like, the heaven-sent Hail Mary? Like, once once you was able to get that that partnership, a lot of the, the stress and ease kind of came from there? Well, I mean, I've already talked about the artist situation, how that went. That was a lot of stress and things of that nature where I didn't think that, you know what I'm saying, I was going to have that done. And then there was times where, you know what I'm saying, like, Sally is super busy. And there was time where she was literally having a direct conversation on the timeline with Nicholas Draper Ivy. And I was just like, I'm going to lose her before this chapter comes out. Like That was like a huge like stress thing where it was like, bro, these, they've been talking for almost three days, like straight of just having like casual conversation. And I was like, bro, I'm not going to get this chapter out. I can see it now. I was all like, she's about to be like, I'm sorry, DC's calling. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I was like it's going to happen right now. Nicholas, and he talks to everyone. He, he like, they, they just love like, I guess like nerding out online so like don't like even take that <laughs> like, <No. laughs> like he was like i love the way you drew this static shock because she drives a lot of like fan art people. i love the way that you drew this static shock and blah 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 i need to like interpret this in this way like hey hit my dms and i was like no no i was like do not hit his dms like no i was like please no but like it was just one of the things where like at the same time it's like i can't stop her from her dream is to be a comic book artist. This is an opportunity for her. I can't stop her, but I was just like, I, I'm not gonna get this chapter out. I was just thinking that I was like, it's gonna happen. She's gonna do the same thing that the other guy did. She's gonna quit. And she told me, she was like, you don't have to worry about it. I'm gonna get the chapter out. She was all like, you know what I'm saying? I am 
working on so many different projects. So I am taking a long time. I apologize. You know what I'm saying? But, and there was times where she would be drawing some fan art and I'd be like, what about my stuff? You know what I'm saying? In my head, I was like, you're doing stuff for fun. I was like, no, my stuff. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I'm like, I can't pressure her because if she get burnt out on my chapter and now she's just putting chicken scratch on paper, you know what I'm saying? I was like, so I can't do that. But those were like big mental blocks that I were having just because of, I guess, the PTSD of, you know, an artist quitting on me halfway through. It was just like, okay, I'm having to deal with this again or she's going to quit. I can feel it. You know, somebody's going to, DC is going to all of a sudden give her a contract and she's going to be like, nope, I'm done. I can't do this. I got to work with them. So that was like a huge obstacle that I thought was going to be, you know, a big obstacle. I thought she was going to leave. You know what I'm saying? So, so let's, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about that. Cause I, I, I had the same experience. As a matter of fact, I, I'm sitting on a piece of work. I just got back commissioned and I was waiting on it for a while. But again, like you said, especially with artists, especially when that's what's making them their bread, mm-hmm. you, you kind of gotta, you know, especially when you're friends with people, you gotta be, be intentional about that. And, and just, I think you just be a level of transparency and encouragement because sometimes it's, it's not that they don't know, especially if they interacted with you. It's not like they don't know. It's not like they'll see your name all the time. So I think you putting that intentionality out there and just like your transparency with that is important. I'm sure it's going to pay back big ultimately, but you know, we, we, I, sorry, I can't say we, uh, I got to see you at DreamCon. <laughs> um, I, I know that you, you know, you have a family and you, 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 you are, you know, obviously very involved and supportive of your kids and stuff. So how do you go about making that time for yourself and what does self-care look like in regards to all of that? Because there is a mental toll that comes with it, not just from producing the work, but these other ideas and these things that we're trying to work out, you know, these little, these little mental hiccups that happen along the way. Um, what are you doing to process that? Um, and how are you making time for yourself? Um, so like for me, my kids are gamers. Um, we play the game a lot. Um, and that's how I'm getting a lot of family time in. Um, playing Super Smash Brothers and playing. Me and my daughter are competing on Grounded right now. Um, we're trying to, you know, get further ahead of each other and stuff like that. We're getting certain armors and all this other stuff. So we're doing that. And then with Skylar, we do a podcast. You know, me and Skylar do a podcast. So we're podcasting together. And we, during the summertime, we choose a long animated binge. Um, this year, this summer, we were doing Gintama. And it was just like, those are different things that, I do where it helps me unwind um, and just like it relieves a lot of the stress of like, man, I really wanted this. Like there was times where I was like, this shit's just not connected the way I wanted to connect. And I would get frustrated and I would just stay in here and continue to write and continue to write. And I was like, you know what? Let me go have fun and beat my son in Super Smash Brothers. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like do things of that nature to just to just take some of the the stress off, you know what I'm saying, like that, and it just, like, it really helps, of uh, just finding that good medium, where I'm not always working, always podcasting, always trying to do something like that, but always, you know, still taking those, like, hours out of my day, of still just spending time with family, and things like that, like, my kids, as old as they are, they still ask, like, kitty questions, like, you know what I'm saying, nine o'clock at night, Skylar, and my other daughter will come in there, and they'd be like, you forgot to tuck us in, I'm like, you're 13 years old. Like, I'm not tucking you in, but it's like, okay, kids will be kids, and I, I don't want them to grow faster than what they already are. You know what I'm saying? So, okay, I will, I will tuck you in. And just like little moments like that, it's just like, 
it's enough for me to just be like, okay, it's all going to be worth it when I am successful because I can spoil them with different things and show them like, oh, yeah, this is why I was grinding so hard and things of that nature where if I spoil them and they're like, these are the benefits of, you know, the hard work that I put in sometimes when I was sitting in the garage for two or three hours or something like, you know what I'm saying? So that that's something that's like really, really something that where it, it makes me have that me time and that just my me time is family time for me. You know what I'm saying? Like when they're at school, I'm pretty much in here just writing all day. That's my me time as well. Like just figuring out, mapping out stuff, figuring out how I can, you know, blow people's mind with something that's going to happen in the story and stuff like that. That's fun for me. And that's like how I'm finding enjoyment within myself. So taking that in the other direction now, what do you, what do you feel like is necessary as far as like, you know, you, you given this opportunity to look and see things. How do you prefer to receive feedback? Are you even in a space where you're looking for feedback? You talk about obviously competition and your own and personal drive, but you, you got, you got five people right here on camera. The whole team is really here right now, whether they're behind the scenes or in the chat right now. Is there anything that, that we could all be doing that will kind of help you as far as sharpening, you know, your, your blade as you get ready to go to war and put this series out where it needs to be next? So I love real feedback. Do not be nice to me and say, oh, man, this is great. I love this. And not giving me real harsh feedback if you feel like, yo, this fell flat. Or something like that. And, and there's sometimes where things are supposed to fall flat because they're building to something bigger. But at the same time, I like, I like real harsh, if you will. Like, you know what I'm saying? I didn't understand where this was going. You know what I'm saying? And then I can actually be like, okay, well, it was intended to be that way. Or if it's a situation where it was supposed to be blatant how it was going, and then you say, I didn't understand where it's going. Well, I'm like, oh, shit. I need to fix that. Like, I love, like, real critique and real ask real questions if you have real questions. If, you know what I'm saying? Especially if I've gotten to a point where I've sent you chapters well ahead. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't just sugarcoat and be like, I really love this dude. Keep going. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I, I was talking about that um, on AAD with Rome. Like, I love Rome. Rome loves me and shit like that. But he's always like, that was dope, bro. I love it. And I'm like, no, tell me, like, for real, for real, did you really love it? And he's like, yeah, I loved it. And I'm like, and he, like, he gives a real breakdown of the story and stuff like that. And I'm like, I guess he's just somebody that I really have sold. But then there's times when Leek, he'll be like, so why do they, why are powers outlawed in this? You know what I'm saying? Why is it like this and this and that? I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes sense because, you know, the story is going, I do have that, like, that whole backstory of why powers are outlawed and things like that, but it's in chapter six you know, chapter five and chapter six or whatever. And I was like, you have to continue to get to that. And he's like, oh, okay. And, I, and it's just like, it feels dope to have those questions of like, yeah, he's reading it, but now he's intrigued and wants to know why mm. it happened. And I feel like to ask that question, chapter, you know, he, I think he only read like three chapters. So I'm like, he's three chapters in and he's interested and wants to know why they don't have the power. So I have him hooked is what I feel like. And then I'm like, okay, so to me, it already was like, okay, I have it in chapter six, but it's like, okay, I definitely, if you ask me that question, you would, as a reader, would like to get answers now. 
you don't need you don't want to wait till chapter 40 to find out why it's out you know why it's outlawed where you can actually give it to them now and then really really explain some craziness and my like i said early on in the chapters i want these chapters to have you hooked to so that i can keep producing chapters if i leave too much lore and stuff like that you could get bored with it you know what i'm saying and it's like i don't want to have lore for the first five or six chapters where i'm not hooking you in i want to have you hooked in and then we can do more development and lore and stuff like you know what i'm saying where you're like oh, okay chapter 40 was kind of slow oh yeah but i'm 40 chapters in Whereas if you're doing that, like chapter three was slow. It's like, that's not a good thing for me to be slow on chapter three or something like that. So I, I'm really appreciative of like those kind of feedback. Like I want real feedback. Tell me like, why is he doing this? Or, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. And if it's one of those things where it's blatant and there's where I like, I was like, oh, that's intentional. I did that intentionally to lure you for the next chapter. But if it's something where I was like, no, I wanted to actually show that and you're asking, you're confused and stuff, that actually is like a good critique. You know what I'm saying? And I need that, not just the, man, I love what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I would love real feedback. Hey, say less. That that means uh, I know what I got to do. I got to open that note and I'm going to go back through it for you. Hey, and yeah, I'm going to I'm I'm just shoot that to you because I, I love a good critical read through because mm-hmm. it's like, I do want to enjoy it. So for me, I pull myself out. I don't know about everybody else, but I'm gonna pull myself out to make sure I'm getting that enjoyment. But I'm gonna still, I'm gonna still give the critique. So I, I got, I'm gonna go right back through with Steve, and you gonna, yeah. you gonna get a little message one of these days. You gonna be like, what is this long essay? It might not be long, <laughs> yeah. but you know, hey, I'm, I'm gonna definitely, I'm gonna definitely go back through it. Um, hearing that now, um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask one more question, and then I'm gonna kind of open floor for you, you to ask us questions. You got you got different bodies here. You can ask us some questions, and for anybody else to just throw in whatever other thoughts come to mind. But Vash had a really good question in regards to just like the kids. Have they read the story? Are they aware of you as a content creator? We're talking about feedback and stuff. What is their feedback? How has that been for you? Um, if they are involved in giving you any type of feedback in regards to your storyboarding and the actual writing, and how how important is that to you? So we went to um, San Expo Dallas and we went to DreamCon like two or three years ago when it was still in Waco. I took the entire, you know, the entire family. And there was a lot of, yo, what's up, Super Steve? What's up, Skylar? Blah, blah, blah. And my daughter, my other daughter was like, are y'all famous? And I was like, no, no, no. These are people from Twitter and stuff like that. Cap, y'all are famous. <laughs> and she was, and she kept saying, she was like, y'all are famous. Y'all are famous. So they, they actually think that me and Skylar are famous. And we're we're just YouTubers and stuff like that. But they're like, I want to be famous too. Why don't you ever want to do podcasts with us? And I'm like, y'all don't. Uh-oh. I, I mess with them. I'm like, well, y'all don't like anime, so y'all will never be famous. I, I like mess with them and stuff like that. And she's like, so I gotta watch anime. And I was like, yeah. She's like, I ain't. I don't want to be famous, man. And she'll say it like that. Like that's her way of getting back at me because she they they watch anime, but they won't admit that they like anime. Like my son, like Yu-Gi-Oh. I'm like, that's anime. He's like, no, it's not. And I'm like, Yu-Gi-Oh is anime. He's like, no, anime is like, they're punching each other and fighting. And I'm like, no, no, no. Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon is anime. And he's like, no, you're lying. So they refuse to admit that they watch anime. And I'm like, okay, cool. They're just doing it just, you know, to be, you know, uh, what do you call it? Rebellious. They're just trying to be rebellious and don't want to do it. And I'm like, man, you guys, Anytime y'all want to just talk about gaming and stuff, y'all can all be on the podcast with me and Scholar and stuff like that. 
they they feel like you know what i'm saying content creation i mean to kids youtube is you know tv so like hard stop lucas and caleb city and stuff like that that's jay-z and beyonce the scholar you know what i'm saying like when hard stop lucas was at dreamcon this time she almost broke down like she fucking loves hard stop lucas she loves um Corey Kenshin, who wasn't there, but she loves Corey Kenshin. She loves these YouTubers. They're like real life top-notch celebrities to her. Whereas to us, it's like, oh, they're content creators. You know what I'm saying? But like to her, that's Jay-Z, Beyonce, J. Cole. You know what I'm saying? Kiera, please come by. Oh, snap. You know what I'm saying? And she like was really like hype about it. And I was like, I guess, but you know what I'm saying? So seeing us on YouTube, you know what I'm saying? Where they can actually type our names in on YouTube. They think that we're actually like famous, famous. And I mean, it's dope. You know what I'm saying? To have that like, you know, they're looking up to us thinking that, well, thinking that I'm famous and content creating and stuff like that. So they understand what content creating is. And they just think that it's that level of fame and stuff like that. Um, and then with Sink or Swim, they're like, what about that dog story you were watching? They ask me that all the time. What about the Pixar story? And it's like you forgot about the Pixar story, and I was like, ah, I'm working on it. I'm working. See, but, they they want to know about the school. They want to know about the scuba verse. We want to know about the scuba verse too. Come on. <laughs> I love that though because, like you said, kids, kids like no. Like my cousin, I remember when I told her I was like, I was on YouTube, and she started telling me what kind of camera I need to get. And I was like, hold on, am I taking notes? <laughs> like, yeah. how do you know what? <laughs> she said what kind of mic I needed. She said, are you a blogger or what? I was like, ma'am. You're 12. Why are you grilling me? But it's like they they when they research this kind of thing. So I, I love how like that's why it's so important to have representation and be that so that because so that they can look up to the the right way of content creation and how you should be out and not just like what's glamorified out there and from what we see, you know, plastic around. So like I love how you're getting that experience with your family because that's really where it starts at, you know, with my own experience too. It's like if you're if you can get your little cousins to be like interested in then you know that you're you're doing something right because they're like the best like demographic to get criticism from because i've had my eight-year-old little cousin watch my video full through and i was like okay she retained it she didn't like put my phone down and go look at something or go to like peppa pig like she was like watching it full through so like i i love that <laughs> yeah man like just this that positive feedback too i i i can toot my own horn and say i like you know what I'm saying? When people be like, yo, that was really dope and stuff like that. I kind of like my ego stroke. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's something that really drives me as well. Aren't you competing with Peppa Pig, Spicy? Oh, no. <laughs> my, look, so I used to babysit my cousins a lot, and they are they are brutally honest. But Peppa Pig, PJ Masks, I, I had to watch all that shit, PJ like, Masks unfortunately. Shit. I love my, PJ Masks as an adult. <laughs> I had to be like, PJ Masks ain't on. And she'd be like, it's right there. I'd be like, sorry, that's that's not, that's a different PJ Masks. It's not on today. We're not watching PJ Masks today. I'm sorry. I'm, 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 t- and I'm That's here. not I'm the kids' version. That's not for right? you. Right? <laughs> same, same with, with my hair back and forth. I heard that so many, so many times. I was like, look, that song don't exist no more. It's canceled. You know, they deleted it off the internet. It don't exist. Like, There's a Sesame <laughs> Street, like, I whip my hair like the song is playing as a voiceover thing and the Sesame Street doll is dancing to it. And they like put all these different clips together. I watched that video a whole bunch of times when Skylar was like two and three years old. I was like, dog, where did this video even fucking come from? But yeah, with my hair was like, 
<laughs> a lot. That and what what does the fox say? Oh gosh, see my little cousin, they're grown. They they like like Nicki Minaj and you know all those other songs they shouldn't be listening to. And I'd be like, y'all, we not. Y'all ain't getting in trouble with your uncle, with your dad. <laughs> y'all not about to do that. That's what changed out. It happened overnight with Scholar. Like last year, my most listened to song on my Spotify was the song song, and I was like, oh, I was like, I've never listened to this song once, <laughs> and I was like. But I, for some reason, it's 137 plays of Thong Song. And I was like, who? And I was like, oh, it's fucking Skylar. She listens to Thong Song and she likes the song. And I had to tell her, I was like, what are you doing listening to that song? And she was just like, it's because it's so catchy. He sings the same thing three times in a row. It and is I was a great like, song, though. Bro, I, it, <laughs> took me, it took me into my adult years to realize that he said the same verse three times in a row. So for her to pick it up that that quickly, I was like, yeah, you've listened to it 137 times. For sure. <laughs> the, flood, the floodgates are open. Y'all go ahead. Because yeah. I feel like I've been, I've been talking. So I just want to hush for a little and take some notes from Steve. I'm going to just take some notes while y'all talking now. So unfortunately for the viewers, y'all don't know exactly what I'm talking about because y'all don't have the, the back behind the scenes access that we are fortunate and blessed to have. So as I'm looking at uh, the the first the first chapter of Project Payback, mm-hmm. and I know we have talked about this on the side, but I really wanted you to share this with everybody else. The style of the pages and the paneling and how they kind of feed into each other. What inspired that? Again, viewers, I know y'all haven't seen it yet, but when you'll see, you'll be like, "Oh, I fuck with this heavy." But Steve, what inspired that? So um, we wanted to do full color. That was my original goal. Um, but when we were putting our finishes, touches on it, it was um, Pride Month. Um, as you guys know, Sally is LGBTQ. And she was all like, can I do some my own like style with it or whatever I want to do with it? And then for the second chapter, we'll do full color. And I was like, sure, what do you, what do you have in mind? And she was like, okay, so like, I would like to do like, uh, I don't know their tone, but it's like this tone is green, this tone is blue, this tone, and it gives those different tones. And it was for Pride Month and everything like that. Now the chapter obviously is not going to come out during Pride Month, but that was when we wrapped it up and everything like that. And it's still representation, so that was something that she really, really wanted to do, and I was all for it. I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm an ally, and I was like, yeah, that's cool with me. Um, and then like the way that the panels sync together or whatever you can even watch like those are different scenes so when they're at a bar it's a brown panel when they're outside it's the purplish reddish panel because they're outside that's the sunlight that's what that is when they're inside the arcane it is a blue aura and things like that so each one is a different scene and it actually helps with now you know where they are because i've just told you okay they're in the bar this scene they're in this scene so each scene is actually represented by a different color tone. And I thought that that was really dope that we decided to go that route. I love um, how she does, I think it's page five or six, where there's a full body uh, layout of Fade. He's smoking a cigarette, got his back against the wall and the panels are around him. I thought that was like a really dope ass panel and a different dope way to show that. I've only seen that a few times in manga and I thought that that was like really dope how she showed like he was just kind of like the overall panel with that. Comics did a lot. That's why I was like, 
happy when I saw it. I was like, oh, yes. Like, it was just so, like, flowy. Yeah. And um, the, I didn't, like, that was going to be my question with the whole color choice. I thought it was, like, a representation of the different undertones of Black people and, and POC people. But the fact that it was with Celebrate Pride Month was even better. And also, like, directional stuff. Mm. I think it just adds into all of that. But I think that was cool to clarify that. Yeah, I, it was it was definitely something that I thought that was really dope. And it does show a lot. It still shows the tones of these characters, their skin tones and everything like that, even with the separate, you know, colored shading and things like that. Um, even when you have the blue aura, the green aura, you can still kind of, you can still very much see their skin tone. And I thought that she did a really great job of that. And I, when it's in full color, you guys will really see it. But I thought that just was really dope how she did that and how she still made those tones pop, um, even through the different um, auras that she put in there. Is there a color palette that you prefer? Is there is there a color that kind of resonates to you specifically more than others? Uh, I so my two favorite panels are the. The, the one where I talked about with Paige Women Against the Wall, it's like the, the purplish um, outside thing. And then the first bar scene that we get with the bartender, um, it's the bartender, he's got a shaker glass, it's a brown uh, aura. That panel, for her to put that much detail into a character that we're never going to see again, like that bartender is just a, another character. Like he's just a side And for her to put that much detail in it, that one really, really like stuck out to me, that color tone and that panel in general, just because it was like, it, it showed me that she was all in. Like to put that much detail into a side character, that really, really like hit me. And I was like, yeah, I'm so thankful to have fucking Sally as my artist. Cause I, like I said, that's a character that you probably never will see again. <laughs> like, I, that's spoiler alert, I guess, but because it looks like that's a super important character, but he's just the fucking bartender. <laughs> you know? It's a fire pit. Definitely a fire pit, that's for sure. Yeah. You never you never know what inspiration might come, you know? And yeah, picks I'm up sure. and it get animated, and that, that might be a, a shadow character that comes by you. You don't know. You, don't, you never I know. Mean, you never know. It, look, it low key looked like Kenny a little. Hey, that's crazy. <laughs> well, he looked like Kenny the bartender. You know what I'm saying? The, the ever present bartender, every bar scene, it's always him. Yeah, it's, always, it's always him. Crazy. And you know what they say about bartenders? They know all the juicy secrets. You know? Yeah, go ahead and go ahead and give them that um that 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 1428 tat. So every time, even if you don't see a full body, you see that the hand and you know it's the hand. <laughs> he's basically the watcher. He, he's basically the watcher. Yeah, there we go. Can he still watch the scuba verse? He gets to see a lot of conversation, you know what I'm saying? Because it's bar. That, that is absolutely hilarious. So, so like, what about like any dream collaborations? Obviously, you want to keep working with Sally. If that's if we ain't got nothing from this entire episode, <laughs> we would love to see more of Sally's handiwork through the series. But is there any is there any collaborations that you're looking for? Whether that's writing on other stories, writing on this story. Um, animation later on down the line, you know, wh wh where are those uh, dream collaborations that, you know, Abel's saying, shoot, shoot your shot, shoot for the moon, shoot for the stars, shoot beyond that. So once again, shoot, shoot and let us know. Wh who's the dream collabs? Um, so we got like a little secret project with all of the indie, you know, 
wrong doctors or whatever, you know, that's the secret thing, but that's what we might have a collab in store for you one day. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so that's a collab. Um, Wake the Dead, um, the Wake Sisters, they are necromancers. A dream collab that I would love for them to be is in like the Justice League Dark, in the DC Dark kind of thing. I think that they would fit perfectly into that universe um, with things that they do. They're, you know, they wake, basically a small synopsis for Wake the Dead. These two sisters, they have a business where people die, you know what I'm saying? And um, you don't always get to say goodbye to people. You know, people have heart attacks, car wrecks, things like that. Um, well, you can hire these two girls, these two young ladies, and they will necromance that person so you can, so you can say your final goodbyes to said person that passed away. Um, there are a group of people that feel like the dead should stay dead. And they feel like that the Wake Sisters are causing disruptions, you know, with uh, certain spirits and things of that nature. And it turns into a whole crazy series of, you know what I'm saying, necromancy. And then the, the priests are trying to make sure that they stop what they're doing and things like that. And without, you know, diving into crazy stories, because this one has like a lot of crazy loops and Easter eggs. This story I think would be cool for a like a dark DC, you know, that universe or uh, whatever for Justice League Dark and things of that nature. I feel like these two characters would be the Wake Sisters would be a dope addition to that. So that would be like my dream for them to be into that kind of uh, space. All right, that's crazy. So I'm looking at the time and I got I got some some last couple questions and then we could transition right on out of here because you know it's, it's almost your birthday hours you know i won't, won't give hey. you some time to you know you know hey, so i got nothing but time you know what i'm saying so. Hey. so let's let's go this direction we talked about dream talked about future we talked about the journey we talked about everything looking more along the lines of like next steps um you said you've already been shopping the market i'm putting your stuff in the stores we are we are we gonna see you in in a convention soon is is there gonna be a a scuba verse boot? Am I am I gonna have some scuba verse merch? Uh, you know what, what's what's the skinny on that? Um, so we're working on promo pictures. Uh, we do have a promo picture that Sally has already done the art for. She just needs to, you know, color it and everything like that. But that picture will be the promo art. It will be for posters and like little things like that. It probably, I'm thinking that might be the chapter two cover page unless she comes up with something else. But like that will be like a lot of the things that we're trying to do for promo posters and things of that nature. Um, I would love to have a booth. Um, I think that I have to start, you know, going and getting my story circulating to apply for the booth and be like, this is my story. And I would love to be, you know, get a booth and everything like that. That's something else that, like I said, I very fortunate to have Concept Moon helping me with stuff like that because I have no idea how to even start with like setting up a booth and how it's supposed to look and everything like that. But I do have Keith and Brandon in my corner who can show me the ropes of like, yo, this is how you set up, you know, your booth. You want it to pop out like this. You want to have these on the forefront, not something like this in the back. You want, like I, I've already talked to them about like, yo, if you, you know, get into Sunday and you got a bunch of posters, but you got like five books left, 
start packaging those together. You know what I'm saying? That way you're not taking home 30 posters. You know what I'm saying? And stuff like that, packaging yeah. those together and things of that nature. So just like really just trying to set up and like talk to these guys is helping me to apply for these different booths. So I my plan is to have a booth um, probably within the next six months, really, honestly and truthfully. Like after I get this first chapter out and I'm starting to circulate and stuff like that, that's going to be like, it's all going to be on my resume of like, hey, you know what I'm saying? I have this and I, you know, apply for a booth everywhere and I'm going to apply Anime NYC when it comes and, and so forth and so forth. You know, a small Bell County Comic Con or Anime NYC if I can. Like everything. Trying to do everything that I can to like do promotions and stuff like that. So a booth is definitely something that I'm going to be trying to do. Hey, facts. And then a lot of those applications are open right now. So go ahead. If you ain't already doing your, your research on that, a lot of those applications are open right, right now. And I mean, you always got us here for some additional feedback. I, I mean, I definitely been a part of giving some feedback as well to some some people for the content movement in regards to the same thing for boot management, for small event management. So you you know, you can always tap into us and we'll always be there to, to continue supporting and encouraging you. Uh, you and the whole the whole gang of everybody. Um, another good point as we wrap this up is uh, you know, you 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 partner with Concept Moon. You know, shout out to Pat and Yin, uh, Studio Maho. You know, is there is this are we getting the birth of a little uh, you know, you got LSF shit or we we getting the birth of a little uh collective that that might be you know a little friendly competition and rivalry pushing the next generation. We gonna we gonna see the the rise of something to to kind of rival what we've been seeing over in Japan, but but right here on our, our lovely shores, is that something you, I know you said you got something you can't quite speak on, but I, I, I'm sure the people would love to know if you're, you're in that headspace of seeing it being elevated to that point, just to keep it a little more simple. Um, I'll say this, it's a shout out to the honored ones, the, the little group chat that we have. And, uh, we're all, we're all, we got something cooking. I'll say that. Um, you know, Dark Voltron. Um, we, it's a lot of us in there. I can't even name them all. Um, but yeah, we, we, we got something cooking. There's definitely something in there that, you know, might be coming, may not be coming. That's all I can really say about that. Um, hey, we but love yeah, to see it. We love to see it. Something may be cooking. I'll say that. <laughs> hey. Sometimes you just gotta wait for the chef to finish. That's all you, you that's all you could do. That's all you could do. So anybody else got any final questions? Uh, again, Steve, you got any questions or any comments for us? What we gonna go ahead and get ready to wrap this thing on up? I mean, um, so the first chapter is a chapter one, part one. Um, so that is why you guys are kind of left on that cliffhanger a little bit of the smirk and everything like that. Do you guys have any like questions, I guess, for me um, for chapter one or how you guys feel about chapter one? Let's let's hear how you guys go ahead and I guess, you know, put me on the hot seat and smoke me about what you like about it and what you don't like about it. I'm, I'm all for it. Let's hear it. All right. So this is not really your fault, but there is an actual typo that I caught. Um, it is on page one, two, three. Where, uh, who is it? Was it like talking about, talking about them going to the club or something? Like the it's when I'm trying to get the control, okay? No, no, it's not control, it's the one with the swords. Who's that? Phase, 
Uh, no, it's uh, not space. With the sword, that's portal. Portal. Portal is like, I'm going to the check the hotel plazas downtown. Yeah. I was like, ooh, okay. That's that's just that's just a grammatical error. That's just oh. it. it. Just it just slipped through the cracks. It just slipped through yeah, the cracks. Yeah, that was the one I caught too. <laughs> yeah, I was like, ooh. But that's what that's just like I said, just slipped through the cracks. It happens. Oh um, okay. Yeah, page three. Uh otherwise. Now I fuck with it. You know, I, I like the I really do enjoy how each page, each scene is a different shade, is a different color shade, and how it just makes it easy to keep um just location and basically the timeline. Well, not timeline, but at least where we're at in the story. And honestly, I thought this was going to be like the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. And to find out it's not, I'm actually kind of disappointed. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, hey, um, I, mean, I, 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 you know, I, I didn't make a decision, but I really do fuck with it. Like, if this, I imagine it's a lot of hard work. Um, it's actually, according to Sally, it's easier to just do this oh, full color because it just, you know, it's, it really just sets something about the tone and the aura while I'm reading it. It really sets the mood for me, and I just like how it keeps my eyes active and just me engaged because it's creating this very vivid like colorful world, you know? Um, that's just my opinion. If that was a stay, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm with it. But it's not, you know, necessary at the end of the day. You do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, for it to be, in, when it's in Project Moonlight, everything will be uh, black and gray, black and uh, grayscale in Project Moonlight. And then when you get your physical copies, they will come out like this with the color and stuff like that. But uh, inside of Project Moonlight, everything will be uh, grayscale and everything like that, except for the title page whatever the cover page could be. So I know for me, uh, I have the, the the pleasure of being on a lot of lives on, on Instagram with some of my artist friends, uh, you know, shout out to like Joasso Graphics and J-Arts and uh, Madness and them, all of them. I ain't about to call all y'all names, it's a rap sheet. But <laughs> the things that I have picked up in conversation color choices which is why i asked what i asked earlier the shading i think is 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 immaculate um the shading the tracking of the shadows um i constantly i feel like the perspective i'm being given is is not just something that was was fabricated if that makes any sense and i i really appreciate that and of course i think the other thing in regards to specifically the art is the placement of the text box and the textures of the hair. These are the things that at least visually stood out a lot to me. Um, and that's why I asked about the color palette, if there was a color palette that you preferred because the, the yellow really jumps out at you. The blue really, really draws you into like, I wanna focus on, on who's here in this moment. And uh, I really, I really appreciate that. Um, as far as like the story is concerned, I I love your choice of direction. I, and I want to say that more so from the script aspect, because I love the way that you write and you're very specific about, I want this to show up this way. I want this person's name to show up this way. I want this to come in from this direction. You're very specific about like, like even painting the picture of like the angle of which I'm I'm supposed to think that x character is going to be looking i ain't giving y'all no spoilers x character is supposed to be looking at x direction to look at whatever they're supposed to be looking at 
you were very, very intentional about that. And I could tell that it feels like you're looking at a globe. You're looking at this from all the different possible directions. And I really appreciate that as a reader. That's something that really makes me feel invested because I think people also forget when you're reading that, that like things could be happening at, at the same time. And you do a good job of not making me feel like I'm completely out of touch with what's going on with the pacing of the story. Um, I'm going to give you a more critical feedback, but that's where my brain is at, uh, just like specifically chapter one type things and specifically to the writing and the art style. Yeah, I, I, I really wanted to put all those details, especially in the script, because you have a script. I really wanted those details to be very like super detailed i need this character to be looking here when it happens i need this character to be in the background you know that that thing that's going on with the background things of like everybody's having a conversation and there's one character in the background that is focused on the television or focused on their cell phone focused on different things because those little things that's not even going to matter or make sense to you as you're reading chapter two or reading chapter three, well, then when it's revealed in chapter 17 of, oh, this person was talking to this person that was in chapter seven and they've been communicating the entire time. And you're like, oh shit, they really touched on that in chapter two. Like, yes, I, I put those meticulous details in there and they look like they're doing nothing. Like they look like they're just part of the aura of the story. There's characters in there that are like focused on certain things that just look like they're part of the aura. But in reality, they are doing something very important later on, or, you know, something that's going to tie together later on. And you're like, oh, okay, that's really dope that you had that already planned out from this. Like there's Easter eggs in chapter one that don't even seem like Easter eggs. If you just, if you actually pay attention to the details and stuff like that, they will come out later on. But right now they just look like they're just in the story, if that makes sense. I expect nothing less from someone who is appreciative of the One Piece verse. Yeah. <laughs> one thing for me when I'm reading a story or watching a, a, a movie is immersion. I'm looking to be immersed in the story. I want to escape. And one thing about this, the, the color palette, just to you know piggyback off of what everyone else was saying, like the piggyback... It, um the the piggyback the <laughs> it instantly it immerses me with the color palette and everything i'm instantly immersed into your universe you're very deliberate with your dialogue um you're very deliberate with what your characters are doing um it's one of the main reasons why i love having you as a writer for c4s i love that your writing is also very personal i can i know you i can read this and see that this came from the mind of steve so it's like that it's very immersive and that's something that's really important to me as a reader and as a critic. So I, I'm very excited to see where it goes from here, man. Thank you, man. Like for real, that means a lot. Like with the characters and everything like that, it's, it's hard to write characters in a personality without putting your stamp on it, if that makes sense. Um, giving these characters their own personality, it's tougher than what I thought it would be. Um, but giving them their personality and making sure that it's like, this is what portal would do. This is what control will do. This is not something that, hey, that that seemed out of character for him. And in reality, it's showing that this is what the writer did. 
I, I tried to make sure that I'm disconnected enough from the story to be like these characters are going to do things in their way without me necessarily putting my own like personality on these characters. So that means a lot that you can tell how you know much I was putting into that. And I, I know for me, I like especially with stories that have group uh, groups like this. I I I enjoy getting to know each one of them and I also enjoyed I enjoyed noticing which characters are closer to other characters like in the beginning when um I forgot the one character got mad when like someone's like oh you go with someone's like you can't ask for my opinion like I love characters that <laughs> they're like I, I ain't going nowhere I'm going opposite way it's just yeah. like why are you being so difficult but but, but, but seeing how it's like like, like Ninja Turtles why like Raphael because he's just like stubborn I love stubborn characters but I love seeing the, the dynamic flow around it like that is this character and this is why it works and this is moments where it kind of gets you know hazy sometimes but um I did enjoy that I enjoyed this the smoking conversation because it, it it really touches bases on like hey you know do that and other kids like f you like again just like that family dynamic that a lot of us I think have I, I like seeing that in comics the most because it's like okay this family cares when it's this intentionally like placed you know so mm. yeah that's what I liked about it <laughs> right uh, like that's that's something that's really um something that's gonna obviously it's gonna play a part that's how i nursed him a little bit like he smoked if i had it where he was like michael phelps and could hold his breath for six minutes he would never lose a fight so i have to intentionally make it like oh he smoked so he can't hold his breath as long and things of that nature and then you have another character that is like i would love to be you know a stealth type person but, you know, and then he kind of does the little, the bam, like, I, I make things blow up. Like, you know what I'm saying? I yeah, because it reminds me of X-Men where, like, with mutant abilities, how, like, you know, a lot of that is biological, but a lot of it's pushed, the characters pushing themselves mm -hmm. into that, into that development, into that growth by looking innerly. And I see that a lot with Storm, see a lot with other X-Men. So in those moments, I love to see that. So I'm like, yes, okay, this is going to be, like, some, like, things going, monologues going to happen when, you know, these, like, things start to raise up because it's just, like, that inner growth which connects to the biology of their abilities or whatever. So, like, I, I do appreciate that. And Bam reminds me of Damien. That's why I'm like, oh, he's going to be a problem. His name is Bam. So I was just like, yeah, I like, I like this one right here. Bam will definitely be the, the Zoro Kiloa fan favorite because he's going to be, uh, he's a nutcase he's a meathead so people are gonna love that like he makes things blow up and stuff like that um but the character that i'm looking forward to that i want everybody to see is uh for abe and uh kenny nook is a character that i think everybody's gonna love <laughs> bro i read just the description of the characters and that was the character that stood out the most <laughs> literally as i started reading and i was like i went back and i was like yeah i want to know who this person i don't know what it was but literally i was like i want to know because again i ain't gonna say nothing but i just like i, I want to know who this person is for sure for sure yeah. but i will say from this chapter the panels with um the panels with bam pop a lot his aesthetic his posture it it stands out a lot like i like reading it is one thing but like seeing it like 
it really stands out a lot. Like I really, really like um page 14. Just yeah. the the yeah, dynamic, you've already kind of got an insight into the persona of Bam. You see, uh, kind of like you almost see like the role he kind of plays in the family, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, they're all gathered and it's just like just there. And it's just like this. You see his fit. And again, it's it's that it's that blue ambiance that you you get there, and it's just like the sizing of him compared to everyone else on the page. And there's a couple other pages where that's the same thing too, where like he's not exactly the focus, but you could tell that he is still, you're kind of being drawn to him for whatever reason that's going on on the page. And obviously, you know, this happens with all, all of the characters throughout, but I'm picking, picking on Bam because I, I agree. I can, I can see a lot more now. I already said who the two characters I, from you from the time you dropped the concept art that, that my eyes gravitated towards. And I still, I still think that stands true. Yeah. I definitely feel like, uh, I definitely feel like there's definitely um, some more appreciation for Fade now that I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if that makes sense. Now that I've seen Fade mm-hmm. and I see certain things and I see, again, like the, the, the look, the, the, just like the, the way, their, their posture, it's like, okay, yeah. I, again, like I'm slowly becoming more and more enthralled with, with things um and again like i said i'm i'm speaking with the privilege of of, of having read before seeing yeah. <laughs> before seeing the 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 actual visuals to it um and i and i, I it is amazing man I, i'm so proud of you um i'm really proud of you and i'm grateful we're all grateful for having this opportunity not just to have you but to be able to see the work be able to read the work and be able to to even have this moment to give any feedback and i, I didn't want to cut anybody off if anybody else had any feedback but that's that's just where my headspace was just now it's really intentional what i'm doing with bam um giving him the hoodie with the print on it to make him stand out um his character is the character that i feel like people will attach to them and i want you to attach to them. um and like i said whatever you're thinking it's you you have no clue what I'm, well, you know what I have in store for this character, but you, he will have probably the most character development and growth throughout the story. I want, it's intentional for you to see like, oh, he's making things blow up. He's a meathead. He is the character that intentionally I'm trying to get you to attach to. Even though he's not the MC, he's like the, the, the second, you know, prevalent character that everybody will be like, oh, the side character is better than the MC. It's intentional. Like that's that's intentional because everything that is going to happen to this character is going to drive you crazy. Like when you find out everything with him. And then when I noticed when Sally was drawing the character, I was like, Bam is your favorite character. Isn't it? She was like, yeah. And I was like, I can tell. Like I was like all the detail. Like she, there was times where she was drawing things and she was just drawing them. But then when she was drawing Bam, she would go back and erase and then redraw it again. And he, I said, what are you doing? And she was all like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just fixing them up. And I was like, this is your favorite character. I can tell. And I'm like, that's even better. Like, because I want this character, it, it's intention. It's very intentional what I'm doing with this character. His power is the, the biggest power, you know, as far as like on the scene, when it all is going to come down to it, it's going to make the most noise. It's going to get the most attention. It, his outfit is like in your face, zebra print, all that. I mean, tiger print or whatever. It's like all of that stuff is intentional. 
because I want you guys to really, really focus on Bam and watch his, you know, come up and his development and really, like I said, pay attention to everything that you will see in these stories. Like, I one of my biggest things that I didn't want that I, you know what I'm saying, I'm working really hard on this story and then people are going to read the story in like three minutes after I worked a whole year on it. You know what I'm saying? So that is another reason why I'm putting all these Easter eggs in there and all this other stuff. Because, yeah, you're going to read it in three to four minutes and then put it down? No. When chapter two comes out, now you're going to go back and read chapter one again. So you will get your money's worth with this and everything like that. And it's it's intentional because, like, it is one of those things where, it, like, I've seen people, like, they put in six to eight months of hard, hard work. And then people read their story in five minutes, they close it. Oh, that was really good. And it's like, dang, man, I really put in all that effort for like five to 10 minutes of reading. So I really am doing that intentionally with all the Easter eggs and stuff because I want you to go back, you know, when you're in chapter five to read everything and connect everything. All right, well. It's been it's been a it's been a good solid two hours and I know we could keep going if I let us. Mm-hmm. But that's it for now, because we want you back. We we would love to get the chapter two in our hands, or part part two rather of chapter one in our hands mm-hmm. as well. We're happy, happy to go over that. Even um happy to have you as a little feature for and even it's feeling um it's feeling very Ronin like, it's feeling very action like mm-hmm. and we, we love that. So Go ahead, let let the people know where they can find you at. Let them know where they can get connected on Payback. Go ahead and talk to the people. Uh, yes, you can follow me at Scuba Steve 1428 on all, on all social media. Um, follow um, the It My page, the Blur My Pod on social media, on Twitter. Um, but make sure you guys follow Concept Moon on Twitter because that is where you're going to get all your information about our Kickstarter campaign and everything that's going on with Payback. Um, just follow Concept Moon. Concept Moon on Twitter will have all the information that you need. It will have all this stuff for the Kickstarter campaign. Big shout out to those guys. They are doing the damn thing. They put together a video like earlier today at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. They dropped it and the video was like crazy. I never knew that they were even doing that. They was like, hey, I'm about to upload this video. And I was like, okay, cool, what it look like? And they tagged me in and then I was like, shit. So it's just like, they're doing stuff that it probably would have took me months and months and months to do. And they're doing it in like hours. So it's like, like I said, shout out to Concept Moon. You guys follow that. And that will give you everything as far as our Kickstarter campaign and everything you need to uh, practice. Yeah, you guys can follow me all over social media at JB Exclusive. If you want to find absolutely everything that I do, go to carefulforspoilers.com. Um, we're doing a lot more top 10 lists on the website right now. Uh, Chris Conkling from the Popaholics podcast, he just did a top, um, he actually did a ranking of the Predator films. That's dope. I also did a ranking of the top 10 uh, So Bad They're Good movies. Um, Steve also just wrote an article talking about. Um, cartoons and like um animated films from his childhood and comparing them to cart um animated films from today so definitely check that out on the website as well but yeah check us out over there and of course yeah villains this friday we'll be talking about she hulk attorney at law episode one and whatever movie news dropped this week yes 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 spicy 
Yes. Um, what's up, y'all? Y'all girl spicy lady. Y'all can follow me on social media, follow me on Twitter, spicy lady ent, TikTok, Instagram, spicy lady entertainment, YouTube, spicy lady talks. I am revamp I am revamping this damn YouTube channel, y'all. Like I am going all in. I'm working on it like three videos right now. Um, so please go subscribe and like the current videos, check them out right now. Um, also follow me on Twitch by Celine Gaming. I game every Tuesday, everything Tuesday to Friday, um, 5 p.m. and 7 p.m. And yeah, that's all. Y'all know what time it is. Y'all can follow me on Twitter and on Twitch at Prince underscore A L W A L. Prince underscore A L A W A L. I am actually going to stream in a few minutes, probably run some Fortnite with them. You see what it do versus the uh, Kakarot and uh, Vegeta and them. Um, can't wait to get hit by a lightsaber and a Kamehameha back to back. You know, it's going to be fun. <laughs> but regardless, y'all know where to find me. And basically anything that you see me, uh, got my hands in many pots. But definitely check out um, all my peers and everything that they do. Uh, and yeah, that's it for me. Yes, yes, yes. And of course, you know, all the links are in the chat. They're down below. You tap in with us, follow Anime Lately, and you can get in contact with all of us. It's me, it's your boy Kendall, Kyle Kenny. And uh, you know, Sam, I think we're ready to sign out. Peace. Steve, you are a longtime friend and the best supporter in any community. We'd be lucky to have you, my man. We all love you and are blessed to have you. Happy birthday, buddy. Thank you, bro. 11 11, let's go. Take that look with you. Feliz the cumpleaños. Oh, the Anime Lately end? podcast is presented by Enemy Lately. Our production teams are Legend Yvash, Kyle Kenny, Prince at Ball, Spicy Lady, and JB Exclusive. Our creative content manager are Sam the Mega Man and Legend Yvash. On behalf of everyone at the Anime Lately team, we thank you for joining us in the Anime Lately podcast.